Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. another fantabulous discussion about more fantabulous things but we have an extra special guest and yes. i'm really freaking excited very excited because it's my jen hi it's my jen no it's my jen jen you have the, another jen the, there's another jen yes. if you didn't know but see she spells it with two n's and i only spell it with one so it's completely different it's totally. a personal choice it's, it's a, a personal very choice important among personal Jennifer's. choice all yeah. jens know this yes exactly. she is uh editor-in-chief of just about right and all around amazing ball of sunshine. Oh, yes. oh yes. You guys are the so The place nice. to go for TV information yeah. is just about right. If you're no. looking elsewhere. Except for blind spot reviews because they're kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have drafts in my in my draft and I'm like, uh, should I delete these? I mean, this is Don't like leave them. I'll get to them. They've been in there for six months. <laughs> She's so nice. Uh, Everyone's like, we stopped believing you, Jen, that you're going to finish it. Listen, I am. People people love what you have to say, though, about Blindspot. I'm telling you. Between Blindspot and Arrow, like, that's how we met, was because I was like, everyone loves what this girl says about Arrow, and I love what she says about Arrow. What kind of crazy pants are we dealing with here? Uh, And then then we became friends, and that was it. We did. Well, actually, I was reading your... I was reading your error reviews before I started writing mine. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I, I, I kind of stalked you. And then I noticed, like, we were tweeting. We would tweet the exact same things, like, at the exact same like, time. It got to be weird enough that I was like, I should, we, should, like we should probably be friends. We should be Hello. friends. Hello. Well, that was my experience with, with Gen 1. <laughs> I know. We're going to have to like, Jay Buffy Jen. As I was reading her stuff on Tumblr, and I was like, oh, my God. she She's... A, knows exactly what's going on. And B, it's like she keeps saying the stuff that I'm thinking. And I'm right. like, we should probably talk. The fact that we all share a brain <laughs> no, is really quite seriously. amazing. You kind of are all... like, you're just like, wow, you, someone's finally vocalizing what I was thinking. I thought I was the only one. You guys, everyone's <laughs> so nice to me. Yeah. And you're so nice to Thanks everyone. for reading my insane, crazy ass metas and you know 400 really... page reviews. <laughs> It's funny, though, because, like, I used to try and read them on my phone, and no. that was oh, a bad idea. You can't do that. Because no. it reloads, like, halfway yes. through. I crashed, I I crashed the <laughs> app. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I get, like, complaints. People will message me and be like, why are you crashing my app? And I'm like, because that's what I do. Because all the gifts. I feel pretty. Like, yes, and I feel like <laughs> I, I got through, like, half of one one time, and it crashed, and it wouldn't reload. And I was like... I mean, I love you, Jen, but I think I'm done with no, this No, it's okay. One. You can let that go. I'm not insulted in any way, shape, or form. But yes, your 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 reviews are epic. I used to think that mine were long. I was trying to think of like how long I've written reviews and articles before. And I thought, oh my gosh, 3,000 words is a whole lot. And then I like read a, I think a like Jen review of Arrow. Yeah. I was like, this girl puts me to shame. No, the... Okay, you and I'm trying to think someone... Oh... 
somebody else. It's like, I'll read your guys' reviews and I'll be like, okay, that's just what I was trying to say. Only they said it so much faster, <laughs> but I don't know how to do that. No, she doesn't know I how to I can't be do that. I've tried. Not with the podcast, not with See, her No, reviews. there's nothing about me that's succinct. There's nothing. <laughs> But that's so hard when you're like, when you're really passionate about something and you could, I think it was uh, my friend Marcy. I don't know if you guys know her. She's a friend of mine from Twitter and Tumblrverse. She uh, she posted on her Insta story, uh, if I gave a TED Talk, what would it be about? And I was like, you know, I would listen to Jen's inevitable series TED Talks, which is basically this podcast yes. of Arrow. Because Callie I feel unleashed like, me. Yes. I feel like... I, <laughs> I feel, like you just, I feel like you should just go to like Ted and Ted talk and be like, um, I would like to submit these for consideration. That's a great idea. No, that's honestly, that's how this podcast came about is Jen and I were talking on the phone all the time and we talk about arrow stuff like all the time we drill down on it. And it's like, I'm like, you know, the fandom needs to hear some of this stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. They need to, they need to know this or hear it, or maybe they'd appreciate this this insight. And I'm like, you know, if there's only a way we could record our phone conversations. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was born. Let's do it. That's- Callie's in charge of all the tech because I don't do tech. That's what's so great, though, about tech. podcasts is that it gives you the ability to put into words sometimes what you can't put on paper. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes, I- and sometimes you just need to, to really go all in and talk yeah. about something. Well, I also think it helps people to hear tone. Yes. I was about mm-hmm. to say that the tone I think they think we're a lot more serious about it than we actually really, are. Really aren't. <laughs> I was gonna say I've heard you. I've heard you talk about Arrow in person, and your enthusiasm for Arrow knows no bounds, and also your your glee and joyfulness of not taking it too seriously because oh, it doesn't like, take itself too seriously. No, exactly. it's like if it's a shit episode, that's classic because then yes. we can just make fun of it for like three hours. <laughs> I love that. Yes. See, I love it when people don't. I mean, no. TV you can take seriously, TV. but there's there's shows not where you just, Arrow. <laughs> no, never. I mean, I I feel like that was never really on the table for them, and no. that's the best way to watch something that you. I know agree. If it's on just, the CW, yeah, it's true. There should be like a byline or something. Like, this should be part of the title card. Do not take this yeah. show seriously. Like I Riverdale. Mean, yes. No. Oh my gosh. Because we were at Comic Con. Oh. That year that we saw it, the pilot, right? Together. Yes. And we thought it was going to crash and burn. Train we thought it was the worst wreck. thing ever. And, and we're like, yeah, this sudden, thing ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we're like, no, it's going to be canceled all of a sudden. It blows up it in our faces. It blew up. We're like, okay, we don't, we don't get the use like, anymore. I, I, I think that was the moment this. I realized I've gotten old. Because I don't. <laughs> I was so like from New Girl, the youths, Jeff. Like, yes, the youths. That is how I. Think. I'm like, I don't get it. I still get it. I watched season one because I was like, well, maybe I just missed something in the pilot. No, uh, no, the pilot no. was actually a sane episode. Here's to the here's other how stuff I feel about just... some of these shows, including Riverdale. Is it's not made for me. No, that show is not. For me. <laughs> it makes me sad that you can't check, the, for check the demographic box of like 
16 to 24 well, anymore. And again, <laughs> I think it's I think it's like you have to know that if it is for you, it's going to be one of those things that you watch and make fun of or watch with like an entire bottle of wine. Because right. It's just like it's not something you're going to be analyzing the next day. It's something you're going to go, no. I just want to see uh. what crazy things they're going to do. I have so many like requests about tomorrow, that. To be honest. Like, <laughs> review this, Jen, and analyze this. And I'm like, listen, my sickness is very aero-specific. <laughs> and most of the time with other shows, I'm just like, okay, eh, cool. Whatever. Like, for example, The Mandalorian. Oh, look at that. Look at that segue. realize that he wasn't actually Yoda. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah. All right. So I was, this happened to me yesterday. I did not know that baby Yoda isn't Yoda. Oh, you sweet summer child. I was like, what the freaking frick? The entire oh show, God. I thought he was Yoda. I love it. Ugh. I love it so much. It was much. bad, guys. See, I because you know I'm so not gonna much. pay attention to when like Ugh. stuff takes place. Well, and that's or the like thing plot. Too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I my roommate started watching this show because the internet exploded with Baby Yoda, and she does not watch Star Wars really whatsoever. Or care about it. I so feel she, like you can watch like, it without having yeah, watched Star Wars. It's, it's true. It's one <laughs> of those shows because the only question she had is like, okay, so when in the timeline does this actually take place? Like when in all of the Star Wars timeline does it take place? And I was like, well, I have to look that up. I remember reading it, but I don't remember the answer. But literally started watching it because Baby Yoda was so adorable. And she squealed throughout most of the episodes because of Baby Yoda. It's like five years after Return of the Jedi. That's yeah, right. I didn't find that out until I was done watching it. No, listen, if you had didn't find out that it wasn't that, Baby Yoda either. I was like, what the <laughs> at, at the God very least, every single like like uptight fanboy mm-hmm. typing from his mom's basement has been going around <laughs> correcting everybody that it's not actually Yoda. I, and it, that itself has become a bit of a meme. It's like, yes, we know it's not actually Yoda. I We're just know. calling him that. Did you, did you see the just tweets relax. going around that like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to pronounce the director's name. Taika, I don't know. Taika Watiti. Thank you. I think that's how it's. There was a joke about knowing the real name of Baby Yoda, and if you've seen Frozen 2, Josh Gad responded, Samantha? And I feel like the internet is just is just on trying to figure out what Baby Yoda's real name is. Yeah. Uh, can't we name him just like Yoda Jr.? He doesn't have to be Yoda, but he could be like Yoda Jr. What if it's just like a like a really cutesy little name? Like, like, like Cupcake. Bubbles What if we never find out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep following Baby Yoda because that was legit how I started watching it. Because Nick and Lauren wanted to watch it, and I was like, "eh." But then I saw the yeah. Baby Yoda, and I was like, "okay." Well, I kind of my knew. my thing was is I remember seeing people on Twitter like hyping it up. They're like, "Oh my God, Mandalorian, Mandalorian!" No, no mention of of mm-hmm. course of Baby Yoda yet. And then Disney Plus dropped, and. Like, that first day, there was, like, all this, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, The Mandalorian is so good. And I'm like, well, maybe we I need to watch this then. And then I watched it, and it completely unspoiled got to the end of the oh, episode. Yeah. Cool. Baby Yoda. Same. And I was like, oh, my God. Same. I, I was unspoiled the entire time, too, because I think I was 
I went on, I was like, I don't remember reading a whole lot about The Mandalorian. Like, I knew I wanted to watch it because when Disney Plus dropped, I was like, new Star Wars show, I'll get into this. And I was kind of feeling like, okay, this is fine. This is all well and good until the very end of the episode. And kudos to everyone who kept that unspoiled oh for the God. internet. because that, I can't even you, understand how they managed to but do that's, that. That's the craziest thing in this day and age. You have to, like, you have to show some respect for that because yeah. like, it's Disney oh and it's God. Star Wars and they managed to keep that under wraps but as soon as they got to the last bit of the episode the noise that I made could only be <laughs> only be called a squeal yeah, and, I that's literally, and I literally said in my highest pitch to no one because I was watching this by myself in my room I was like and that's how high I said it to myself and looked around and realized I was the only person in the room talking to my TV like a crazy like woman um, but yes, I, I was like, after that, I was like, well, I have to watch this now, obviously. <laughs> but like, like, once you, once you know there's baby Yoda, then the show becomes extremely stressful. Yes, it does. Because go. he's in danger all the time. So and it, like, really upset me anytime he was in danger. I couldn't breathe. I would just can we, scream. Can we talk about the fact that guest stars, uh, Adam Got Pally. to drop him? <laughs> yeah, well, no. Because it was, uh, it's uh, Jason. Wait, was it Jason Bateman, right? At the the voice and no, the, it was no, uh, it was um, crap. Jason Stakes. Stakes. I was like, Adam uh, it was it. Yes, <laughs> the internet coming after Jason. Sudeikis oh my god, the man the- better hide. It's so stressful though, because it's a it's a baby character. I mean, no, right. in the show they tell you like it's a it's fifty years old, but it looks like a child. And right. so the entire episodes, I'm just like, please don't drop the baby. Like, don't hurt the baby. <laughs> I know. We gotta, we gotta support the head of the baby. Like, feed the baby. Yes. <laughs> like, I remember just... the episode where, like, then the Mandalorians, like, on that other spaceship with that, like, other team of like bad guys, and oh, then the yes. robot and is hunting robo- for yeah. Baby Yoda. <gasps> Can I just say that, that, that was the episode where Bill Burr dropped him. The comedian Bill Burr played one oh. of the guys, oh. and he like picked him up and dropped him. And oh I was like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dare you! I will say that has the funniest the the funniest moment though to me is when Baby Yoda tries to use the Force and thinks that he managed oh my to God. use the Force, <laughs> and then finds that the Mandalorian was behind the guy and <laughs> robot and shot him. It's <laughs> honestly just it was so unexpected how good that show is. It's just well, like. Especially because it started out, like, I heard a lot of people early on, I feel like it picked up mid midway through, and toward the end, things started to come together. But a lot of people, when I would talk about it with them, they were like, yeah, it's kind of slow, it's kind of not... And, and I was talking to a friend of mine at work who is a huge Star Wars fan, and we were like, you know... But not everything in Star Wars always has to be big and a right. blockbuster. Like... Things can be slower, too. It can be like a space western and be fine. It doesn't need to have explosions all over the place and big reveals every episode. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I think that that's the refreshing part of it is like, oh, I can enjoy the show without having to, to constantly be frazzled on my a-game of like wait did i miss something is that connected to this and that's yeah. kind of refreshing for for star wars at least. well and i think star wars <laughs> i mean it's, suffers. it's real nice to not have i to think uh star about. wars movies suffer with the shortened time period i think yeah. they need more time to tell these stories that they want to oh, yeah. tell so that's what's kind of the mandalorian felt more complete than 
to me than the other well, Star Wars movies. Well, and this is where TV sometimes, well, sometimes, most of the time, outpaces motion pictures is mm-hmm. that you get to spend more time with the mm-hmm. characters. You get to spend more time developing the plot and working all the relationships out and all that. And, it, and that's more, a little more satisfying as a viewer to be able to spend mm-hmm. all that time with the story and with the characters versus say a movie like two hours and then it's done. You don't have any time for the characters or anything like that. You know, it's just, well, especially with rise of Skywalker, I feel like (laughs) JJ Abrams was trying to cram two movies into two and a half hours. That was a hundred percent what I felt. And that's why I have to, I have to go back and, and watch it again in theater. Cause a friend of mine asked me last night, like, so what are your thoughts? Have they changed? And I was like, I need to see it again because I, I haven't seen it since I saw it the first time. But I feel like y- you don't, that's the drawback with, with movies in general, uh, specifically with Star Wars or something that big paced, is that you don't get a chance to sit with it. It like mm-hmm. There are things that you don't get a chance to kind of sit with and, and breathe because it's on to the next thing in the next scene that has to be covered because you're losing ground and you only have two hours mm-hmm. and something to cover it. Whereas like The Mandalorian... What I really liked was that, apart from that initial kind of big reveal of, oh, it's Baby Yoda, the child, you really had enough breathing room to where everything felt very naturally paced versus, oh no, we have to rush this thing that we forgot about into into the end of the movie because otherwise someone's going to notice and, and complain. Totally um, agree. Which I liked, because I liked that The Mandalorian felt like there was payoff but it didn't feel and the the character development happened more naturally and organically yeah and then rushing through it. that's always a big frustration with me and all the star wars movies it's just i don't feel like the character development everything happens on a like just it's like a sudden switch you know what i mean yeah they, well, lay, could... they lay some groundwork but then it's like Okay. Well, because you're only watching part one of three, right? right? Like you're only watching the first part of a trilogy. And so you have to go, okay, well, maybe that won't have payoff until part three. But right now, as a standalone uh, encapsulated story, mm-hmm. I find it unsatisfying, which mm-hmm. is what I've had problems with with the this particular trilogy is that there have been parts where I was like, oh, this is too little too late. Like, I, yeah. I, you know, you're four hours too late to show me this thing and there's not enough of it. Because now you have to end somehow. Um, and TV does, it, serialized TV, uh, when it does it right, and especially in this number of episode format, it did it really well to where you didn't feel like anything was out of the blue or out of the ordinary. And the, the cliffhangers that they left you on weren't, uh, weren't to try and shock or awe you. They made sense to the story. Mm-hmm. Um which I liked because I don't, you know, I don't like watching stories that feel rushed and then the payoff is disappointing because you feel like it's just all for flash and show. Which has like happened it, on Arrow more than a yeah. few times. And I mean, Arrow's definitely not alone in that. I feel right. like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shows that suffer from that where they kind of go, oh no, uh, okay, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that having episodic Star Wars in this format really was refreshing and also TV critics have pointed out and granted this might have been a a strategic move on Disney Plus's part to not immediately gain a whole bunch of customers and then lose them was the episodic nature of The Mandalorian and stuff on Disney Plus which is from week to week you're not binging 
the entire season until you get to the end. Like it's being released in episode format, which is kind of rare for TV yeah. these days. <laughs> these if days streaming. everyone's like, oh, here's here's 10 yeah. episodes. Go for it. Like with Stranger Things, like uh, so I think I was reading an article about that. And I thought back to the summer and I was like, yeah, Stranger Things was really good, except I couldn't for the life of me tell you what happened in every individual episode because yeah it all blends together because i watched them all at the same time it's like a long like eight hour nine hour ten hour movie you know right yeah which is kind of an intense viewing experience it's awesome i love stranger (laughs) things okay i know no i did it too i think i watched it all in one night i was like i'm not gonna because i have no self-control yeah. yeah, like if something drops, I'm like, and I love it. Yeah, I have to watch uh, it. I'm gonna watch all of it. I have to watch it all now. <laughs> well, I almost did I... that with the skating show today. I was. Like, I oh did God, that with stop. the skating show. <laughs> I couldn't sleep because I wasn't feeling good. So I was like, okay, screw it. I'm gonna watch the skating show. I fast like, forwarded through some of it because it and was like with pretty bad. Media, though you feel like you have to because if if you don't watch something the night that it drops and you right. go on social media, you're like, crap. Now I'm spoiled. Like. I think it's actually done some damage, though, because now that's how, like, Netflix measures its success and how fast shows are being binged. And my thing is, I think shows that, like, people are watching, but maybe they're just not binging them, I think are getting axed. Mm. Like, and with an E. I'm still angry. I'm still really angry about that. Well, sometimes we like to savor the shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes it doesn't mean I'm not watching it. Just and my husband watch it is like allergic to watching more than two episodes of anything at a huh. time. Like really? after two episodes, even if he's loving it, he's like, okay, well, that's nice for tonight. And then I'm like, ah, I want to watch more. Oh, that's Nick. Oh, oh I hate no. watching shows with him sometimes because he's like, I got to go to bed and go to work. I'm like, that's a lame excuse. <laughs> he's like, do you like having your mortgage paid? I'm like, Psh, I mean, I guess <laughs> if you're going to be a wuss about it. <laughs> It's so much fun to live with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, golly. Yeah, so how were you feeling about Rise of Skywalker in comparison to The Mandalorian, Jen? I, well, like, that's, yeah. (laughs) I feel like there are a lot of, a lot of pros and cons. Mandalorian is so nice because it's kind of one of those isolated Star Wars, like, it's not so incorporated into the Star Wars universe that, like, everyone has an opinion about how things should be done, right? Mm. Like, it's a Mandalorian bounty hunter story mm-hmm. that's, you know, new and fresh and fun. And I loved the the pacing of it. I loved that it was funny still. Uh, it had humor in it. And it had some – I mean, it spawned some great memes, too. Yeah. Like – Baby Yoda. There's so much Baby Yoda memes. I'm just so happy about that. (laughs) I am so, so happy about that. Um, So I feel like, I feel like from a storytelling perspective, I feel like there was great payoff in season one. There was still good cliffhangers of like, ooh, what does this mean? And I had to look things up because I'm not, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm not so ingrained in Star Wars lore that I'm like, I know everything. Same here. So I'm like, okay, internet, tell me what this means. Um, And so, you know, looking up, like what the end of the season meant and and that kind of thing I think was super beneficial. I, for Rise of Skywalker, I need to see it again, but I was entertained, but that doesn't mean it was good. (laughs) The same exact. That's where I, that's where I fall on it right now. Like I was entertained. I had fun. 
from a storytelling perspective, after the fact, I started to go, okay, but wait, that doesn't make sense. Okay, but exactly. Wait, yeah, it's like you but start wait, noticing the holes annoying. after you leave. Well, yeah, and and the internet pointing out some really absurd things. I was like, no, it would make more sense to do this. I mean, um, like obviously, if you haven't watched Rise of Skywalker, I'm sorry, it's been out for a while, but yeah, get over it. <laughs> uh, so Spoiler. Like Ray's, <laughs> Ray's Ray's whole uh, answer of like Ray, and you know, who are you, Ray? Who? Um, the internet going crazy with hilarious memes is is one thing, but I was like, man, why couldn't it have just ended to parallel like the earlier part of the movie where she was disappointed that she didn't know her parentage and just ending it with going Ray, but being happy about it and content with it. But just Ray. Just Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Ray. Like that Ray. Ray yeah, would have been so empowering. Because, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I know who I am now. And you know what? I'm still I'm still me. I'm still who I am. And I'm going to continue to figure that out. I love that. So, I'm see, more than like, who my why, parents are. Yeah. yeah why, why did that have to be the case? I, I think know. JJ had a little bit too, he's a little too wrapped up. What I was saying to Kelly is I don't, I don't feel like he was out to do something new. No. I felt like he was out to do a repeat of what we already saw yes, as an he, homage. Yeah. And so he seems way more wrapped up in the Skywalker uh, mm-hmm. bloodline aspect of it. Yeah. Than I think is probably necessary. Well, and just the fact that, uh, look, unpopular opinion. I did not think that the last jedi was that bad um i neither did i is this our safe zone time i liked it i enjoyed most of it there were parts i didn't care for but that's true of mostly every movie i I feel the same right i feel the same i didn't find it as absolutely abhorrent as some people did i feel like people championing to like we have to like remake this. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, ridiculous! Just, the, I could I could talk <laughs> for hours about fan service and fan entitlement, and y'all who know me Preach know that sister. I could do that <laughs> because it's absurd. What I think social media's double edged sword of like just making people so entitled, and Star Wars fans are very loud and vocal about their entitlement of things and. So I didn't think that it was that bad. I think that there were things that I did not necessarily care for, but it wasn't like, ugh, this is the worst movie ever. And I rewatched all of the, pretty much all of them in preparation for going to see Rise of Skywalker. Rogue One is still my favorite, still holds up as the best. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get off of that soapbox. No, I soon. totally agree with you. My God, Jen, we have the same experience. <laughs> yes, I told you you were going to be happy. Because I was like, we were like, she was like, oh, what does she want to talk about? And I said, Star Wars. And Callie thought it was going to be another Raylo. I'm like, listen, I'm bringing someone from your team on the show. So just settle down. But no, seriously, Rogue One was a masterpiece. It's I'm telling you, I will always talk to people about the fact that Rogue One had a lot going up against it. You know the end of the story. So when you know the end of the story, you have to make sure that your audience is invested in the said story. Mm -hmm. And they did a fabulous job of making sure every character got developed every character you cared about and it was heartbreaking but also oh, so good so and funny good. so i will stand on that soapbox for a very long time because i, I will stand next to you thank maybe you hanging off we will, the edge we will <laughs> <laughs> we will rule waving your rogue that. one so, flag <laughs> yes but like when i went back and watched all of those and then i went to go see rise of skywalker y'all i don't know if you know this callie but jen knows this uh, and Twitter, for the most part, knows this because I'm not shy about it. I did not like Kylo Ren as a villain. 
Mm-hmm. I from the very beginning, yeah. I was like, my friends asked me what I thought after I saw Force Awakens, and I was like, well, it was great. I really love Ray. Uh, that Kylo Ren though, he's a giant whiny man child. Uh, yes. I'm not really sure. <laughs> he's not really sure what I'm supposed to be afraid man. of. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm supposed to be afraid of him because he's a giant whiny man-child, and those people, and we know in real life, they can do some damage. Uh, yes. But, like, oh there's just this scene, I can't remember, is it in Last Jedi or is it in Force Awakens where the stormtroopers, like, watch him throw a temper tantrum and then slowly back yes, away Yes, that was in the That was Force yeah, Awakens. It was Force yeah. Awakens. I, I was like, I am those stormtroopers right now. Like, I would just be like, uh, yeah, let's wait Let's wait until he has a passy and calms down. He, like, yeah, he's like, he hasn't had his nap and he's over. I mean, literally, I think Adam Driver described him as that. He, like he was like he's like this petulant teenager in yes. Force Awakens. Like and I'm moody, like, yes. like, angsty, like mom, dad, you don't understand me. Right. I have and feels. then he killed Han Solo, <laughs> yes. whom I love. And I was like, okay, well, you're canceled. Yes. You're done. You're over. <laughs> well, and I think that the problem, Bye. the problem with a trilogy again is that like. Especially, I don't, I don't know what they were trying to do with with Kylo Ren. I think, I think I knew what they were trying to do, but they didn't really execute it in a way that made the the narrative arc again. Rise of Skywalker. It's so rushed. That third act is like you blink and you miss it. Like, and that's the part that contains the you know destruction of Kylo Ren and the redemption of Ben Solo. And that part is pretty much short act three. They didn't and give us enough Ben Solo, in my no, opinion. I, I, I needed like you, at least a good half hour of Ben Solo. I will tell you, that's the thing that drives me nuts mostly is because I was like, God, I hated Kylo Ren. But man, I love Ben Solo. Right? I love what? you, Ben Solo. And I got yeah. you for five his freaking little, minutes. And he was little, the shit for those five shrug, minutes. His shooting oh. the blaster without looking. His owl when he hits like, <laughs> like, I don't know why I found that so hilarious. Like he hits the side of a rock he goes ow like and i was hysterical because it was just oh that's who this person is oh why couldn't we have had more of that unless of the whiny man what i really really loved about that all those little all those little things is you know kylo ren was so wrapped up for all of his let the past die bullshit you know he was so wrapped up in his family and his legacy and being a skywalker you know being the heir to darth vader when in reality, he was a Solo. He was he was Han Solo's son. He was more Han yeah. Solo than he ever was a Skywalker, in my opinion. Just his whole manneris- mannerisms. And I think that's why Snoke was so intent on him killing Han Solo, because mm-hmm. that's, that's really who Ben was actually probably more like, you know? Yeah. So I loved at the end, and I think Adam did a fantastic job of putting all of those little yeah. Harrison Ford moments like in there to oh, yeah. make it you're like oh why'd you have to kill him you yeah. guys would have been the most adorable little father-son team up yeah well and i think that he that's the thing too like actors you guys all, and all know this actors can elevate anything that they're in mm-hmm. uh, and for me adam adam driver i was like your performance is great your yes. character is crap but you right. know your performance of said character you're selling it for me right um but like I I didn't find Rise of Skywalker to be fulfilling. I felt like, and again, maybe it's just because of the whole, you know, J.J. Abrams wanting to have his mark on this thing, and I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to undo other things. And 
you know, Rose not really having any sort of role in a random side character basically yeah. taking all of her screen time and just a bunch of random stuff that you're kind of like, why is this here? What are we doing here? They were introducing so many new characters. They were. I was like, it feels a little late in the game to be getting well, to know some of these people, and, you know? Also, I feel like a lot of times, and this is what I hate about television and movies, when they underestimate the audience and kind of think that the audience is dumber than they are, when they're trying to fake me out and like, oh, Chewie's dead. I'm like, Chewie's not dead. Oh, Come nobody like, bought that. You know, I'm smarter than like... this. Give me some more credit. And that's what I hate. I hate the patronizing. Lauren bought like, it. <laughs> we're gonna well and, and she was ready like, to walk out i was like i feel confident chewie's not dead but also well and, we'll and leave just, if chewie's really dead <laughs> and just a lot of things that like i get that a lot of this stuff is picked up from the hero's journey because that's yeah. a very common story and this was the third installment and final act of a hero's journey so of course when i watch like oh look suddenly everyone came to help them i'm like that's avengers endgame right right there yeah then i'm like oh self-sacrificing there but then there are so many missed opportunities like just first of all just uh finn in general uh just not having anything but then (sighs) why was he not leading like a stormtrooper rebellion because he had that whole conversation right Right. before that scene i thought that's where they were going was like i'm gonna go free all the stormtroopers and lead a rebellion and instead i was like you're just gonna go do something random to literally they just had up. him running around yelling after ray and she would well, like like and force then his again, ass on the ground and, and be like again, stop following me i talked to a friend of mine at a, uh mm-hmm. my friend's husband and he's like did you get that they were like implying that finn is force sensitive and then they never followed up on that i was like yes i did also get that too but well, the thing why is, would we have a plot thread and continue my in husband universe? has been saying finn was was force sensitive since the force awakens he's oh, like look at this mm. look how he does this he's force oh. sensitive that's what this means he picked up the lightsaber and fought that stormtrooper you know like all yeah. this stuff he didn't think twice about it and it was like they're gonna reveal that he's he's got force powers too and like it got to the and end and he's like why wasn't more it open made of that yeah i just feel like telling them listen jj i ain't buying the book this is your yeah. last chance no. to like give me <laughs> well and that's the thing too like why should why should i have to understand right. the entirety why should i uh, your your story fulfillment shouldn't be based on ancillary no, it put it, either right. you put it in the movie or you, you don't. Should be a good well, if there's a book, just to expand on the things that we already exactly. enjoyed about the movie, sure. but the whole story should be in the movie, right? Yes. Exactly. Because if you don't, if you aren't able to craft the whole story in the movie, then it's not the problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the problem of us, or it's not the problem of a studio. It's the problem of you're a bad storyteller. Like yeah. you can't, you can do this. You should be able to do this, and if you can't do it then don't rely on cheap tricks or fake outs. And that's what they did. It was dangling maybes that led to nowhere. Well, and I read that the editor, so like JJ, he films it, and then they hand the editing off to somewhere else, someone else, and they were like, so what was up with the fin and the knot? Telling us about the force sensitivity. She's like, oh, I just wanted to leave that open for everyone's interpretation. I'm like, it's freaking Star Wars. It's not a Scorsese <laughs> film, okay? Just, like, well, tell me what it is. And it's then you've little got, kids. And then, you've got, and then you've got all this emphasis on, like, what was Finn going to say before right. he sank? Oh, yeah, well, that's really, really important. And then dropped. And, and just then, dropped. Like, it's the most bizarre. It's, between it, Finn and then the dropped Rose, 
Yes. Because what I can't was stand a, is that was obnoxiously. It was apparent. an absolute crime what they did to that character. Because I really loved yes. her in the in the Last Jedi. She, I, I was, she was I was like, extremely lukewarm on her, but yeah. I expected to see more of her. Right. And that's the thing. I was lukewarm on her in terms of like. Oh, okay. I was luke- more lukewarm because of the fact that she was in a story that I didn't necessarily care about, like Correct. their whole side story. Oh, yeah, true. Casino, yep. Which, you know, Same. was the. Like, I just fast forwarded like, th- through, like, when yeah. I rewatch it, I fast forward through the Finn and Rose stuff just so I can get back to. But the fact Ray is, like, she had, she had potential okay. in this one. Hey, she's in that one. Hey, it's let's find. You know this. what? You know my secret shame. <laughs> you disappoint it's out. me every Everyone knows. Day. It's fine. <laughs> Your secret shame is. I like Raylo, and oh, she yeah, just can't right. handle yeah. it because it's her no TP, and I respect no. that. Yeah, you and you, I, I tweeted both of you. I know. Okay, uh, Jeff's like, I can't go with you now that my soul sister abandoned me too. Sorry. I was like, it's I know. fine. We talk, it's we fine. Call each other, we call each other soul sisters. We're usually on every single trip. Oh, we like, agree on everything. On rice, and, and this one, I'm like, no. you're on your own. I know. You're walking it's down fine. the road alone. I live in an island of dark trash. It's fine. <laughs> like, I can, I can, I. that's the thing too. I feel like. Hey, maybe if I don't know, Ben Solo would have appeared halfway through this movie, and then we would have had the ending that we did. I don't think I would have felt a hundred percent different. I probably would have felt like, well, there's more lead up to this. But I literally was sitting in the theater uh, watching the scene, and I'm like, their faces are too close. That no, no, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I I kid you not, I have never heard an audience all react. Yes, because they all went. Uh, oh really? Same in my audience was staring at mine. one, no oh one. Oh my no gosh, baby. that's hilarious! The there was people in my audience cheered. No, <laughs> no, yes, no. they did. No, they were like, Woo-hoo! yeah, it was really. I no, they, everybody, theater, everybody groaned. Like I groaned, and I could hear it like in stereo all over. Like I love the audience reactions. Just are like the perfect like example of how polarizing that relationship is. It was hilarious to me because I have only ever been in theaters where like the reaction was a resounding like yeah. when I went to go see and yeah when we went to go see Endgame it was like when Cap gets the hammer everyone freaks oh out yeah everything. cheers so, but, yes like, but yeah but I heard maybe one lone woo but it might have also <laughs> been a boo at that point and then they so got I don't scared know, they're just, like oh I'm in enemy territory I'm it was quiet. just it was hilarious though because my friends and I looked across each other and were like oh, that's, gosh, that's really amazing. funny but we started they started laughing and I when we walked out of the theater like as that continued and you know like you know he dies I asked like my friend I was like why were you laughing he's like I don't know I just found it so funny like it's like the opposite of like a Disney princess kiss. Like he kisses her and they kiss and then he dies. And I was expecting them to go back and forth, keep resurrecting each other and kissing each other. Does and like, else, oh, you're dead. Oh, you're dead. Oh, you're does dead. Does anyone else, the way that that scene is framed. <laughs> it just would have been so funny if they did that. Does it, it really bugs me how that scene is framed. It's framed? Yeah, it's like yeah. half of Adam Driver's face is like yeah. block, like the blocking on it well, is so strange. People, people were pointing out on uh, I don't remember if it was maybe it was Twitter, kind of like all of the inconsistencies, but you can tell that they were reshooting. I I yeah. can't remember if it yeah. was like this one, but because Adam Driver's hair is different when he's in the fight scenes than this scene. Oh, okay. so he was doing shoot. They were doing shoots and reshoots because you can tell based on so they must have spliced it all together. Hair. Yeah, so this was definitely like. The I was like, that's the best shot, shot we have of Ben Solo's face. It's half covered yeah. by Daisy Ridley. 
Yeah. Like, uh, the blocking was awful. I was, I haven't was, seen that bad of blocking in a, in a was, major motion it, picture in my was, entire life. I was like, what the awkward. frick happened? It was awkward, and it was a really dark scene to, yeah. like, to begin with, so it was really hard to see, because even I've seen people, like, post GIFs and screenshots, so it's like, it's just so dark. Yeah. Like, it's the, there's no lighting, but... It was, yeah, hilariously, Callie, that was also our theater's that's reaction. Hilarious. That's hilarious. We were just all, no one was pleased Nobody with in my theater happened. was happy with that either. They <laughs> because were, I'm like, I ugh. I have, I take issues with the fact that we didn't get enough of Ben Solo for me to be able to judge who Ben Solo was. Because this right. is, the only thing I had to go on is who Kylo Ren was, which is, you know abusive and he emotionally was a manipulating her the whole time. Of a character. So I'm like, I can't, I can't in my, I can't in my heart of hearts support this maybe i could support what could have been with ben solo and ray maybe but that's a stretch that needs a whole other movie it needs a whole other movie that's (laughs) the problem is that i can't know that because you decided and i can't cram that yeah i can't insert what i want it to be and then be like oh well it's okay because i can picture yeah this sort of no that doesn't work for me i'm sorry yeah there are no for me I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of their interactions, like the uh, Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, clearly again selling what they're being told to sell. Um, but I feel like the the scene where she heals him and she's crying because she feels Leia gone too, that was the most impactful for me in a non romantic sense of like, oh, I can intensely see what each of these characters is feeling and why they have a connection. Um, and but that was yeah, for me. Adam it was and like Daisy not did a really good job in that. Yeah, scene. it was like a non-romantic. Still for me, I'm like yeah. There yeah I don't ship it. I, I I think they're doing a great job. I would be very interested to see how this dynamic. Well, and that out. was like my, that was my big argument was that they could have done all of this without there being any romantic. I don't undertones. know why there had to be. I don't know why there had to be. I don't know either. I still don't get it. I don't understand. I think it I don't know me. if it's. I don't know if it's like. <laughs> spite if it's like oh we have to keep the people interested for whatever reason they're here for because i feel like a lot of the movie was just kind of like why is this here like why does this need to be here i think that they always planned on them being romantic that they were going to have this reverse anakin and padme what they were not expecting was is the 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 anger and the and the resentment of kylo ren i think that they did not measure the uh, space and time in which they're releasing this movie. And, you know, 15 years ago, people wouldn't have even mm-hmm. blinked at Ray hooking up with Ben Solo after being Kylo Ren. And that's the part where I'm like, you know, I do the split personality thing. My whole thing with the Ben Solo part of it is like Ray could see inside. And I, I was like, well, I'm assuming that whoever she sees inside, but you she's have like, to oh, assume these worth and it. insert right, a but bunch then, of supposition to make that Right. But work. then I was like, at the last, I was like, okay, but you know, we need to, someone needs to sell me this Ben Solo guy. And the five minutes sold me, but I was like, it still felt very unsatisfying because it yeah. was only five minutes. Yeah. I was like, listen, that's a testament to Adam Driver's acting skills and has very little to do with the actual writing but I was like they needed almost an entirely a a whole other movie in order because that's where I they lose me on the Ben Solo thing as this redemption that he deserved Mm -hmm. better than death and I'm like but did he? (laughs) (laughs) it's the the ship of uh, (laughs) Thor right yes (laughs) 
sexual. <laughs> like, because I did. I rewatched The Force Awakens and I rewatched The Last Jedi. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was blowing up entire planets. That's See? not good. No. Well, and, you know, I think. I can't get over the, the me- I can't get over the emotional, mental, invading her mind thing. I, I, I get that's another, that. That's the thing is their, their interactions Ray, were so violent and. See that? Yeah, it's it's one extreme. Like they made they tried to make. How him. could I? Anybody expect me to ship that? It's just my no, thing with Ray is I got a, I have a very Buffy the Vampire Slayer perspective on her. As any times that Kylo is attacking her, she's kicking his ass. She kicked his ass mentally in that whole process too. Doesn't mean that it's okay for him to do that stuff to her. But yeah. anytime but they go face to face, I never really saw okay her because. No, I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. I'm saying that's that, that okay. that's the process in which so I was. So for me, yeah. So for me, my thing is like we we get to the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker and we've got like Ben Solo suddenly very happy that Ray is kissing him, and I'm like, from Ray's perspective, Ray's like I get Ray's perspective a little bit more because you know, hey, like this is this this guy that I can see the good in him and all of that. Right. Uh, I just I think I was kind of like. But like, why? Why do you guys think that you belong together? <laughs> right, like, right. Why are you, Ben? Ben, why are you like? She's pretty. Like, but do you have some sort of emotional connection to her? You've told her about her parentage. That's as deep as you got. And you oh, know, I think all that, the well, stuff, I think that they sold the whole no, the, the whole diet no. thing worked for me. I was no. fine with that. I was like, I, I bought into all of that. They did not. They have they did special dive connection. As deep on that as they should have. They scratched no, I the think surface. that again. I think they scratched the surface on the diet thing. I think they scratched the surface on. Um, it was almost like JJ was like, okay, I'm going to go with this Raylo thing, but I'm not going to go. In, in an in-depth direction that mm-hmm. Ryan was taking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I was like, Ryan set it up for like, oh, we can really explore this deeper in the trilogy. And then JJ just kind of kept them adversarial for about, you know, two and a yeah. half hours of the movie. Honestly, it's like, cool. You guys are fighting with lightsabers again. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we get it. And the entire conversation, again. it was like three or four conversations of, I know who your parents are. I was like, okay, uh, fucking that spit was it out. Too. Just tell that her. That was my right. thing too. I feel, like, I feel like you need to streamline this because again, when it comes to uh, Last Jedi, there were those deep, really like intense moments and conversations, which again, while I don't ship Raylo, I thought were good. I thought that that showed one, the dynamic actor range that they both had, but also like, oh, the deep kind of darker parts of both of these characters, like the the little bit of hope, redemption still left in, in Ben and the darkness mm-hmm. that Ray has. And I thought that those were, were good. But then again, yes, I feel like, I feel like Rise of Skywalker was just one giant chase around the universe of like, let's go find stuff. Right. Yeah. Maybe it'll be all okay. And it just didn't mean anything. Well, something that makes me, even as a Raylo shipper, something that makes me very uncomfortable is any defense of Kylo Ren. I get very like, wait a minute. And I've been noticing this a lot. Like I can ship Raylo, but I have, no desire or need to defend Kylo Ren's mm-hmm. actions. Like, it doesn't matter to me that he has trauma. It's like, join the club. Or whatever his little broken heart, whatever yeah. caused him to choose the dark side. Whatever. Um, for some reason, I think there's there's been a shift in, in order to have compassion for a character, you automatically just kind of disregard 
or um, forgive all of their misdeeds. And I do think that's something the movie did a good job with is that Ray was never, ever interested in Kylo Ren. She was Mm -hmm. more than willing to kill him. Um, The person that she was hopeful for was Ben Solo. Um, But as I'm watching and listening to people discuss this character, I'm like, you know, he can, the evil persona, you have to own that as evil. Mm -hmm. Like you can't make that, oh, well, you know, his mom and dad abandoned him. And so that's why he's blowing up planets. I'm like, well, Ray's not blowing up planets and she doesn't, she didn't have parents. You know, it's like this, all of this, uh, uh, this apology in order to make the darker side of the character more palatable. And where I look at it is I'm like, no, the dark side of that character is not palatable. They're evil. They must be stopped. But then you hope that the good part is worth saving. It's kind of like with, with Buffy and Angel. I was like, I never like shipped Buffy with Angelus. It was like, no, he's evil and she should stake him. You know, then at the last minute he becomes good again, but she still does what she needed to do. And I think that, people think that holding Ben Solo accountable for the things that Kylo Ren did is unfair, which, 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 which flabbergasts me because yeah, they, they like to play the different split in personas and that's fine. But ultimately you have to hold the singular person responsible for the decisions that make Ben Solo chose to go the dark side. So you have to hold Ben Solo accountable, even if he's created this masked evil persona that we can kind of like, Oh, that's, that's his, the worst side of him, you know? in this fantasy drama, you know, this yeah. is, this is the worst part of ourselves realized, but I, and there's just been this whole flood of, uh, apologists for Kylo Ren. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't get there guys. It's, you can, it, you can, you can hate Kylo Ren and you can like Ben Solo. Those two things are possible, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I vehemently disagree with any way, shape, or form of them trying to, oh, he did this because this happened to him. Just because you have trauma does not give you a free pass to inflict trauma on someone else. That's not how it works. Well, and that's kind of the problem sometimes with characters when you end up loving them is that a lot of times people don't understand that loving something and, and holding them accountable or being critical of them aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Like it's okay to still enjoy a character, but to be like, wow, they should suffer. Just right. Just because you love them doesn't mean they don't face consequences. Right. And I feel like that's really hard for people to understand because – I don't know why. I think that we've always been told, like, when you love something, you're a cheerleader and a champion of it. And that, to to an extent, is true. But then there's a point where you just, the blind faith and trust and, you know, and the excuses. Uh, loyalty and excuses to something just because you love it is not okay. Like, it's right. okay to, you know, we've, we've had these conversations before. You guys have. Right. There's things that you don't like about Arrow. But right. you... But you love the show and you're critical of it because you know that the show can do better. Right. Um, and you're you're critical of you, Kylo Ren because that you can't be like, wow, well, but what he did is, is this and this and excusable and that kind of thing. And it's not. So you can say, I still like facets of Ben Solo, but I hate what Kylo Ren did because I can't support someone who is going across the, the universe. And genocide. Up and yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not okay. Genocide, um, not but like cool. <laughs> in, in, in eras of, the tricky line is that in eras of especially male anti-heroes that have risen up in characters and TV over the last couple of years, it's just gotten trickier for people to navigate like, 
well, is he a good person who does bad things? Is he a bad person who occasionally has some redemption? Mm-hmm. And and those stories start to get murky. And I think that when you do them well, like you can you can clearly identify to your audience, this person is bad, you shouldn't like them, they're going to do something redeemable, but that doesn't mean that they're going to, we're going to go, oh, all is forgiven. Right, and I, this whole Ben needs to have, marry Ray and have two kids and build a hut in, on Tatooine. I'm like, no. uh, all right, I'm going to need yeah, a movie. How was I'm going to need another set of trilogy. So I'm going like, to need a whole trilogy so like, in order to buy ben, that. I'm like, shouldn't eh. Ben be in like some space prison? I'm going to have to put in jail. Could you imagine like Finn and Poe being like, Oh, hey, yeah. Bitch, please. Let's go like, for beers. You know, so this like, is my new boyfriend, Ben Solo. This and, my boyfriend. Yeah, and I really like him. And I know he committed murder, but I thought it was okay. I know he tried to kill you guys, too. But it's but not like, a big deal. Like, it's just like, it's absolute madness to, to me that like, they're like. But just, like, the, ma- the sheer madness. Of, could you imagine if there was a movie where Ray comes and, like, drags him <laughs> on by the hand and Poe and Finn are like, what's happening? She's like, I just want everyone to be friends. We're going to just like, get along. Let's start no. over. It's and just so insane. And that's Weakens and cheapens her character. Well, it, like, it that does. Is... <laughs> and that was my biggest problem yeah. with showing that as a romantic relationship because yeah. I felt it really under, undercut what Ray was as a character. And not to say that romance undercuts female characters because it doesn't, yeah. but this particular one and the way it was developed and shown on the screen, I was like, yeah. that's not doing Ray. And I needed as another solid. I didn't understand the constant antagonism. I think they could have cut it down yeah. to one antagonistic scene, and then we like, have like a seriously? full hour, hour and a half of Ben Solo yeah. being a decent Teasing dude. each other around the lightsaber, literally only telling piecemeal like part of the story. Right. Like, was Ray, I know who your parents are. No, don't tell me. Right. Like, it was like, off. okay, we have to do this Ten three times later, in a row. This, it's, yeah, it's like the uh, same scene all over again, except on a different planet and with I a think, different group of people. I think they uh, really limited. I was very sad when he put the helmet back on because uh, it's yes, like because you, when that... you have an actor of Adam Driver's caliber, no. you do not cover up his face. I think that that I don't know if I was reading that that was probably just some sort of like petty J.J. Abrams or just a way for Disney to, you know, sell another toy or another like mask. It just it undercut what ryan was trying to do I right and and that was the pettiness of it like really like he doesn't, come on didn't right. we go through this you're trying to undo and redo something it really felt like new. like jj was trying to redo the last yes. jedi and well, make rise of skywalker and i think that that's the problem is that when you allow your feelings and your emotions because oh my gosh men are so emotional they shouldn't be in charge of running movies um like, like when you get when you get to be like, you know, that argument of like, oh, well, women are too emotional to do this. Well, like, clearly J.J. Abrams wanted to do something, but he, at what expense? At what cost, right? Like, right. he ended up, we ended up having a movie that kind of felt like disjointed. And while there were parts of it that were fun, I'm going to tell you 100%, the one thing that came out of Rise of Skywalker going was like, I love Poe. <laughs> I think Poe is the best. He deserves to not be with all y'all like yeah let him go do his own thing because he's just fun um and but like even his like stories and things like that and side stories and I, I don't feel like there was so much payoff I feel like I feel like what he was trying to do was 
rewrite the things he didn't like about The Last Jedi and mm-hmm. say, ooh, I'm going to make them new and shiny and I'm going to do it my way. But also, I'm going to try and tell a story that uh, really requires more than, like, the hour, 15 minutes that I'm giving it after I've rewritten the stuff yes. I didn't like. And and that's just, like, that's, I mean. And maybe honest, it came down heavy. to the editing and what they were cutting. Because I know, maybe. I heard that his his actual, um, his director's cut was closer to three hours. Like, that there was some four-minute dialogue. I just dialogue still, can't imagine. I still like, can't imagine that it would have been any better had it been longer. You know, Well, like, it's I like, feel then like what, are they, what are they leaving in? And, and see, it has and very seldom, to me, Star Wars very seldom, like, focuses on the emotional stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, and I know that there's, look, I, there's some things that couldn't have been done because of Carrie Fisher's passing. Right. And I get that. I understand that there are constraints you had to work in. Totally understandable. Not something you expected. However, that's not an excuse for not making a good movie. Like, that is not a reason why your movie can't be good. It's, it's, yeah. your, it's your movie is either good and there's something that hindered it, or your movie is bad and you're using that as a crutch that you lean on to say why it's bad instead of acknowledging that, like, it's bad for other reasons. It's bad because I didn't need to be faked out that Chewie was dead because I knew he wasn't. And I didn't need a scene of... Right people running aimlessly around and doing things. And I didn't need to be faked out again when Poe's past girlfriend supposedly died and, oh, no, she came back. Yeah. She's not really dead. I don't even care. The whole planet blew I up, really but I don't know care. how Sorry, Carrie Russell, but don't care. I'm like, that was, again, that was the kind of easy. I didn't even realize easy. that she was supposed to be dead. And then when she came no, back, and I was like, oh. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> like, what? I don't know. I didn't care. Like, why? I, I knew, I literally looked at it when the planet blew up. I was like, yeah, but she still is alive somehow, right? Like, because she's going to come back. She's not gone. Of she's she's not. just going to come back. No one's up. But I feel like that's, uh, again, when I was thinking, too, about it, apart from, you know, Leia and, I guess, Ben, there's really, there were really no, like, high stakes in this movie. Like, that was the thing that Everything kind of bothered me. Everything went pretty much how I was predicting it was going to go in well, my brain. and that's the thing if you're going to be if you're going to be brave if you're going to write a, a story that might be polarizing and and be true to what an end of a trilogy is because again with when you go back to heroes journeys things like Endgame or things like harry potter there is always a cost a price to pay a hero has to sacrifice right. and right at this point <laughs> what they were trying to tell me was like <laughs> what they're trying to tell me is like so I guess it was, I mean, Leia, clearly Leia, but like that was, I don't know, maybe was that because of Carrie Fisher's? Was that already planned? But when I looked back on the stakes of Rise of Skywalker, I was like, I don't feel like anyone paid a price. Like, I don't feel like anyone died. Everything was happily ever after. And and maybe that's fine once you get to the epilogue or, uh, you know, of Harry Potter, or that's fine once you get to the post credit scene of Endgame, but, like, there is still a price to pay. Tony Stark still had to pay a price. Harry, his friends, his family, the people he loved still had right. to pay a price. And the hero's journey means having to sacrifice that thing. And suddenly, I feel like they were just kind of writing into a, uh, magically, nothing has to be bad. Everything can be fixed. It's all okay. Yay. Well, it was like her price, I think what they were saying was, you know, Ben Solo died and she loved but, him. And But, but it's so, but it's you so... Know, like, but it was so. I didn't feel that was a price. I didn't right, feel that was like a price it, it was, she was like kind of cool. She was kind of. It was like, oh, I'm reuniting my friends. When she's standing on Tatooine, I'm like, yeah. She first was of, not why upset. is she on? First of all, why are we burying 
Leia's saber on Tatooine. She was never part of that. It really felt like we're just having her end on Tatooine because that's where the where the original movie started. That there was like no deeper meaning beyond that. It was just let's check off a box with the double sun. J.J. Abrams, because they're clearly listening to this podcast. Right. That should have not been how it ended. It should have been ending with her going, I'm Ray, and that's it. Just Ray. Or just, like, who... having her there with her friend. It was such a strange yeah. ending for Ray's character. I was like, okay, so she's off in the universe. Like, is she going to, like, yeah. train Jedis? Like, what so, are we doing? Like, it was just such so a bizarre. Back, so we go back to the hero's journey thing, right? So Ray's the hero of the story, we've been told from the beginning. Kylo Ren is the villain of the story who eventually does a thing where he's redeemed. At the end, he's still a villain who did one thing and got redeemed, right? Like, right, he, which is he, also he, very he, problematic. Like, I so, do one nice so, thing for the one girl I like. Yeah. Does not equate then, to... Evening out the balance yeah. scales of mass genocide no, no, no. is like no, no. Mm-hmm. You'll, you're still you're, she'll, she'll come and she'll come and visit you in space right as like, I want to do twenty to thirty in jail yeah. Ben I can but, get behind that but. but so my thing is with the hero's journey I, I look at it and I look at things like Harry Potter and Endgame and, and everything like you guys know too with Arrow hero's journey is the perfect mark uh, of a storytelling because it's a simple story it's easy and everyone uses it. And the good stories, the good hero's journeys, make you forget that it's a formula, right? right? Like, Although it's extremely know, formula- formulaic. It's extremely formulaic. You know how it goes. You know the steps that you have to take. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting. I was just waiting for them to do that with Ray. And I got to the, the end of the movie, and I was just kind of like, I guess Ray is still the hero of the story. Like, really what's the reward? Hey, a price for anything. Her new lightsaber? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Everything okay. ended happily. There was a big party, everything was great, everyone was hugging, and yay, the universe is saved through some vague explanation of <laughs> why everyone showed up. For why the was there no a fleet to begin right. with? No one showed up in the last movie, and but I, everyone showed here's up. Here's my other Landon, thing. I also so. felt like Ray, because they were like, oh, we were trying to make it a okay. buddy movie with Ray, Finn, and Poe. I was like, no, she still spent no. 90%. Of it the movie not. on her, it's like a separate movie. I was like, Ray Pitt, I was like, Finn and Poe don't even know about this relationship she has with Ben Solo. They have no Which idea. is another reason why I couldn't buy into Which it. Which is like, like, why are we like. It existed in a vacuum. Like, if, yeah, it's like, <laughs> if, it's like, if you're going to have two separate films, essentially, and then throw everybody together at the end, that, that happy ending is going to feel no. a little hollow. It just it feels, feels like so it could lift out. The whole romance mm-hmm. aspect lifts out. They you could tell the they, same exact story yes, without they it. could have. I, I could have ended that with, hey, they hug and she's like grateful that Ben is here and she's grateful because he's Leia's son and right. she loved Leia and right. she loved Han and that's why she loves Ben is because that is the guy that she saved because, not because he did anything to deserve saving, by the way, BT dubs. <laughs> she saved him because she was right. like, that is Leia's son I need to save him I need to heal him and that's what she does and you can tell that in that scene is like that would have felt so much more satisfying it's like you you she clings to that it's the last little bit of Leia and Han the people who've basically brought her in she had an actual relationship with Leia and Han it's her family it's the last like you know remnant of Luke and the people that have basically raised her for the last two movies and she clings to that and then to watch it disappear would have been something that would have been heartbreaking but also very satisfying like she she you know to just hold ben and hug him not romantic sense necessarily just a hug and then all of a sudden he dies and i think you gone. could also have the romantic sense even with a hug 
Like, hey, it's true. You could read hey. into it. Well, you but could, well, you know, it's like it's like, I hey, just don't feel we're like at we're community. at hug. We haven't it's gotten up to kiss yet. You know what exactly. I mean? It's like she has, yeah. maybe take me I, out for I a cheeseburger and then I'll think about it. You know, it's I like I would have mm. been a hundred percent okay had they gone in for a hug. And it, you know, if you want to 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 say that that could have been the beginning of something, then you do you. But, but like, see, that's the, you know, that's where I get frustrated with it. That's where I get frustrated with it because essentially, it's like okay, fine, Ben does one decent thing and he saves right and I thought it was beautifully poetic the way that it comes out of the hole and yeah. ultimately you know he has what he you know he's been claiming want claiming to want all this time which is absolute power he can just leave her dead and then he's the most powerful Jedi in the universe and he knows deep down that she is even as even though he's Ben Solo again he knows that even good she's a better person than him Mm -hmm. so that part of it I really loved I love that he had to essentially sacrifice his life for hers but the frustration I have with the Ben Solo aspect of it it was like okay we got five minutes of it yeah there was no dialogue between the two of them which I mean again I give it to Adam and Daisy for even trying to like sell that without any dialogue they did a pretty good job and then it's just over it yeah. either felt perfunctory, like, okay, we're just going to put a cap on. And I feel mm-hmm. they were building a romance um, for all three ep- episodes. But I feel like JJ uh, just backed off of it to this antagonistic nature. I was like, I can't get, I didn't I can't get anything jump with romantic you. from Force Awakens. Oh, I got so much. Either Force, Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. It was I All I could see was the antagonism. All I'm thinking about is the one scene where he's shirtless and she tells him to put on uh, some clothes. No, for like, me, really, it was the when he picks her the, up bridal. That's the, it, that's and it wasn't the only even remote, like, hey, I'm looking at you as a person and we're not having a dialogue about my parents or my parentage or how you became bad right. or anything like that. Like, that's the only moment of, like, true characterization between and the two. And I of them totally like, read that moment oh, as being, I'm, like, she's disgusted because oh, he's a bad yes. guy. You know? 100% <laughs> I read that too. I didn't read that, like, oh, I'm attracted to you. No! I'm just like, that's the that's the only straw that I could grasp that because everything right. else is either you guys are See, I got the, sh- I'm attracted to you, like... I don't want to be attracted to you because you're a douchebag. Where I got on board with the, oh, she sees something inside of him is the hut thing with the fingers, that she saw something. It's it, But see, to me, Ray talking about Ben is the same way as Han and Leia talking about Ben. I don't know yeah. this person that they're talking about. I'm just I'm just betting on the fact it's, that it's, Han and Leia are such good people hey, that yeah. I'm assuming that they're going to raise a good back, person. To bring this back to our Genesis fandom here, Arrow, it's kind of like Oliver always talking about like girlfriend Laurel. And how she was so, so great and always believed in it. I know they're like, your no OTP. I can't go there with you. No, but I'm saying I, I no, but I'm saying. saying it's like I don't I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. Well this we haven't person. seen that on screen I don't yet. Know yes, what that, that I get what that I get what you're saying. Yes. Okay. We haven't physically seen it on screen. And like, then we I finally do get the visit. I don't For I me don't that know. last minute, five minutes when we physically do see mm. Ben Solo on screen, I'm like, Oh, he's pretty awesome it would have been nice to have a little bit more than five minutes with him you know and and a lot of the fans who are cheering for a ben solo redemption you know that's where you need a pacing more like the mandalorian more like Mm -hmm. a television show so you can build out i think it's very difficult to have a character who's evil for two and a half um hours of the or for two and a half of the three movie trilogy Mm -hmm. and then flip the switch and have him be good and everyone be cool with that I don't know how you keep him alive in the sense that there was not enough time within the space of 
when they brought him back to just end up on Tatooine and like they go forth in the universe and it's all cool. Like, I don't actually think that sends a good message to kids. Everyone's telling us, you know, because Ben have trauma, we don't give up and up, up on people. We don't have, you know, um, you know, let them reintegrate into society. Yeah, that's all fine. Except if we're applying real world standards, if he committed genocide, he wouldn't be accepted back into society. We would put him to death. He would be a more criminal. You You know know, what I mean? So it's like, if you're, there's forgiveness and there's, there's, there's grace, but there's consequences. And there's, and my thing with star Wars to me, it's very much more. I even actually go more fairy tale than I do. Um, Mm -hmm. hero's journey just simply because of the simplistic way that they finish things out. You know what I mean? The bad guy yeah. gets his, the girl, you know, or the hero wins the day. You know, it's all, yeah. it's like a big broom at the end and all the, un- all, all the problematic things that were like, oh wait, this isn't getting resolved. They just like sweep it under the yeah. rug and we move on, which is very fairy tale esque So yeah. from my standpoint, I, I saw the romance that they were building towards. I probably only started really like, buying into the potential after the um after the oh the finger touch thing but then even after that I was like I'm gonna need something in the third movie that's gonna be like okay this guy that you think is there that Han and Leia are telling me is there that Ray's telling me is there I would like him to show up in the third Mm -hmm. movie and I my main frustration is all we got was five minutes and I'm like that really doesn't do the redemption aspect of his story a lot of justice particularly since they've been talking about it for three freaking movies you know what i mean like let's give it a little bit more time in the sun it's kind of like you know oliver being this terrible person and killing and keep killing people and then like the last five minutes he's like oh i don't kill people anymore and then he dies you're like wait what it's been eight years of you killing people and now you say you don't kill people and everything's cool okay it, it just, the flow for me did not make a lot of sense. And it, it, and I no. think that they severely limited Adam Driver in terms of just, you know, story, you know? And yeah. it was the same scene over and over with him and it Ray. Was. And it I was, actually like, find the was. last, I find that scene on the Death Star after she heal, heals him, I think that is probably to me, the more emotionally satisfying Mm -hmm. than the actual kiss. And then what really, what really brings Ben Solo home for me is that um, one-on-one with Han Solo. I would say that's even more, um, that's the meat and potatoes with me. And what I love about that is that he is reimagining the way that the conversation was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. But does it erase all the stuff that he did? No. no, I mean, whether the, I was like, whether, you know, he gives up his life to say Ray or they're going to put him to death anyways, once Ray brings him back to, <laughs> and this concept that is just going to end happily mm-hmm. and that, yeah, well, I'm like, I don't know. See, and that's like what, if you're going to circle back to the idea of it ending happily being more akin to Disney or a fairy tale yeah. than a hero's journey, because we know that sometimes hero's journeys do end up they do end up sad they are they're tragic they do yeah they're tragic but like there is a new beginning there is a price to pay but it's because the person is a hero that they pay that price right right but i think when it comes to to this whole thing is there were so many times where i was like you guys are just 
you're you're having the same like wait i need to tell you about your parents i don't want to hear about my parents and then like going you know going off and having the same conversation again and he spends the the whole movie like looking for her i was like are we yeah exactly like could you guys like you literally can see you can skype each other in each other's minds we really have to do this let's follow each other around keep doing this and pretending like we all hate each other okay like hey well and i felt like the antagonism from her in the beginning is very well deserved yes because He's a douchebag who decided to keep killing people. That's my other frustration with the Ben with the Ben Solo apology, you know, you know apologist mm-hmm. tour. Is how many different ways did it take for him for him to understand that it was not too late? Leia, yeah, exactly, Han, that was the same. <laughs> Ray said it to him fifteen goblets of times. I mean, I actually audibly laughed when she was like, "Oh, you because know, I wanted again. to take Ben's hand because he looks at her like that's the first time he's ever heard that." I'm like, you dipshit. She's been telling you I'll go on a date with Ben Solo if you would just stop murdering people for three, for the last, yeah. he literally has been that saying was, that for at least two and a half movies. That's my problem too, though. It was that part of it as well. It's like, I think that if there was more of a compelling dynamic, you get you get to the end of The Last Jedi and you start off with The Rise of Skywalker and you're like, okay, we need to establish like there has to be something that drives uh, Kylo Ren to becoming Ben and giving up that kind of thing and becoming a redemptive hero. Great. I can totally get on board with that. Right. What I can't get on board with is the whole, if you were to describe the conflict that Ben and Kylo have, it's like, it's too late for me. It's too late for me. It was like, it's too late for every single scene. It's too, no, it's too late for me. Can we just, like how, can the audience now do a call and response? It's not too late for you. Well, here's the other thing. It's like he said. Because there was nothing left. There was nothing left for them to spin except for that wheel because it was like, well, he has to make a decision, but we don't want to make right. make a decision too yes. early. Because then I'm like, it's let him make early. the decision early. Why do we have to keep Kylo because, Ren around for this much of the movie? Because they needed to spin the rest of this. <sighs> how do we? How do we get to this? Uh, we wrote ourselves into this. Uh, you know, Palpatine corner. So let's. I actually think it would have made more. Find, yeah, you know, I, I think it would have made more dramatic interest and fun if they. You know, he chucks the lightsaber, you know, let's just say an hour earlier. Yeah. And then he teams up with Finn and Poe and Ray, and all four of them are working on trying to save. And, like, we actually have to grapple with the things that Ben Solo mm-hmm. has done. And he, that is something Good. that Buffy did. You know, when Angel came back from hell, it wasn't all, yay, he's back and everything's cool. They really had to grapple with, you know, yeah, what happened to him technically wasn't his fault, but he still killed people and tortured us, you know, and mm-hmm. holding him accountable. And it wasn't just an automatic Buffy goes back to making out with him. Yeah. And you actually deal with the, um, if Star Wars is so into the split persona, well, then you have to deal with the split persona when the good person comes back. And they don't yeah. do that. They're well, just dead. Could you, <laughs> you imagine, could you have imagined, though, like an hour in, you know, he checks the lightsaber, he decides to join them, and then the comedic gold that we could have had. Right? Po, I mean, I could have, we had a full po hour of like Finn and Poe dragging Ben Solo. Po staring down, being like, uh, you know who he is? Yeah, well, he's, he's on our side now. Mm, no. And, like, every opportunity they get, they're trying to, like abandon him or yes, cut him off. Yes, it would have been great. It would have been fantastic. And he has, he has to work for it. 
and then he dies at the end i would have been like oh then i would have been like okay i feel like that would have been a more satisfying because that's the thing too again i feel like they lost it's a two plus hour movie right yet so much of it is just spinning wheels and random we could have let's let's merge the two separate movies let's merge the finn and poe movie and merge it with the raylo movie and make it one movie and force yeah. force Ben Solo to like be Ben Solo for more than five minutes. Show us, okay, this is the great guy everybody saw inside of me. Sorry, I murdered people. And then he ultimately pays the ultimate price in order to prove that he wasn't a total piece of trash. Yeah, I honestly think it could have been, and that's the thing too. It could have been, it could have been a shorter movie. I mean, maybe it would still be two hours, but you still got that like whole final hour epic. And right. that's really how heroes journeys require if we're saying that ben is going to be a hero right you know, ray didn't need redemption no what she need redemption from she didn't do anything bad like really uh she kind of was tempted by the dark side wanted to you know try and sacrifice herself for her friends and then didn't uh because you know that would have been way worse uh and so if we're gonna say ben needs a redemption arc then ben needs to have enough time to earn to earn it exactly exactly but that's the problem is that they just didn't do it it. they were like we're gonna have uh, here we go instead of having ben be a sulky teenager across the galaxy just killing people we're gonna have ben just be a sulky teenager of like i don't deserve it i don't deserve right i don't deserve like okay hope and it's like oh my gosh get over yourself right you do let's not all about you ben right make a choice and that's the thing too is like you know kylo ren never really had not that he didn't have problems making choices but like i feel like they dragged out his choice to like turn way 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 longer than it should have taken him naturally with this character like well they never really wanted him they never wanted him to commit either way they wanted this cut because they were they were angling for the romance they couldn't have him go like in their minds full vader which i don't really even understand what that means to the writers because i was like well i feel like he went full vader but it was always this oh he's so conflicted he's so conflicted he's so conflicted Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay he doesn't seem very conflicted no. <laughs> in a lot of these scenes and where he's, you know, yeah, blowing up planets like, and uh, killing people. I don't know. He says, seems pretty let's, strong let's burn in this, his... like, let's burn this all right. up and he's, start over. Yeah. That's not confliction. Like, that's and that's where I get plan. annoyed with the apologists. <laughs> it's a pretty like, solid okay, how many right different there. ways did he have second chances? And he said, no. Yeah. Exactly. So it honestly, and... it felt like we can't have been redeemed until the very last minute it very much felt like season three of the vampire diaries of why why isn't elena just making an effing choice because it's not the season finale yet yeah it's a belabored this this eventual where everybody knew it was going they should have just went there much earlier in the third one and actually like merged the two movies together and or do which was chelsea's idea is do a fourth movie Mm, yeah yep yep like we needed a whole extra fourth movie we really did. Or, like, and again, with the whole longer is not always better, like, we spent so much time doing so much random stuff. Yeah, or last, cuts out like, the random movies. stuff and for- focus on the core like, characters. Yeah. And give me I Finn Poe. Yeah, just something. Like, come on, guys. I feel like they could, they have all these valuable characters sitting there, and I don't feel like they did justice with the, a lot of the them. The extra hetero uh, uh, coupling was uh, overboard in response of, uh, to people wanting Finn and Poe together. I was and like, with, with Poe and, let's uh, give Kira everybody Russell. a girlfriend. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, oh. Disney, I see what you're doing All there. Right. All right, ladies, should we talk about what some current events 
No. Current events. <laughs> the Harry and Megan. The Harry and Megan. So, so if you thought if, at the scenes. I know. So it's if you thought if you thought that 2020 was going to be quiet, <laughs> you are Just wrong. Me. You are wrong. <laughs> so I actually think uh, Harry and Megan are going to burn burn the whole thing to the ground. They're taking everybody down with them. You know, more it. power to them. Honestly. Well, I have Seriously. to. I have to admit, this whole system. I can't imagine living in that kind of. No, system. I'm. I'm four square with them. More, I'd be out. more down with it if they Seriously. see what I want to see them do is chuck the title. Yeah. See what bothers me about this is there. It's, so so essentially they were saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna still live off of Charles primarily as they work towards financial independence, whatever that means. Um, they're gonna they want to keep the Frogmore house. They want to keep uh the travel budget. They wanna they want their security paid for. They want to keep the titles. But they want to be allowed to brand it, make money off of it, get a Netflix deal or whatever, like the Obamas or the Clintons. And in return, they refuse to do any royal duties and be told what to do from the queen. And I'm like, I want to quit a job like this. where <laughs> I'm not going to do the job anymore, but you're still going to pay me for it. It's To me, if they're very committed to let's just have a normal life and we don't want to be in the, the circus anymore, then deep six yeah. the title. But they have to keep the title because they know in order to get any of these other yeah. money-making opportunities that the only reason anyone gives a crap about them is because they want is because of the title. So I'm like, either you're in or you're out, which it sounds like that's what the queen posed to them and that's what they were considering over the six-week break. And it's like they're kind of in and they're kind of out. So I would actually be more satisfied if Harry was just like, listen, I'm going to just be a regular dude out in Canada with my lady, with my my kid, and just you can keep your prince title and Sussex royal, and I'm good. I feel like them being, like, for from a security standpoint, too, like them asking for security isn't an unreasonable no, thing. No, I, I, I don't know how it's going to be feasible, kid. though. Right? Like, I don't know how it would be feasible, but like, come on, they're never going to be able to. I can't, you can't just go live out in life. Canada, Harry. Can't Your just kid's going to get kidnapped. Go to Trader Joe's after right? This. It's like, like you can't <laughs> just like. You're going to like. You can't just like suddenly have that. But you know, so they need, especially, especially when they have a kid, like, you know, the fact that. Well, that's we why they were, I mean, Kate sort of and William security. had their little, you know, cottage place when they were, when he was, you know, in the Air Force or whatever, whatever they do. And she, you know, she would go shopping. It was in some little town and they would always photograph her going to the grocery store. Okay. But yeah. once they got married, or I think actually, and then once they had kids, they moved them into the compound because, you know, the little life is over. Yeah. You're taking on royal duties. And so I just, I can't conceive of like, how do you split and make like a place those, as secure like, as yeah. Kensington freaking palace like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a mess. I don't know. I don't know what the like benefit. Cause you would think that like, if you were, I mean, yeah. Cause you want the, the deals and things like that. But well, it's I almost like, feel like if you're, if you, if you don't have the title anymore, that gives you, does that give you a little bit more freedom or does that give you less? Because like, at least now, I mean, it doesn't maybe really you hope that people don't care about you because you're not, titled well you know i mean it doesn't really matter because he's like sixth in line to the throne so like whatever you know and they've they're very clear that it's going charles william and then uh little dude but um 
like, you know, I just remember a West Wing episode when they were discussing how after Santos won that his wife wanted to stay in, I think they were in, you know, Texas. And so the kids could finish out the school year. And so then the Secret Service was like drew up plans to like make their street and their house safe. And essentially it was like you would have to pass through some motorcade and it would just make everybody's life a living hell. And that's what I was imagining of like in their little cottage in Canada. I'm like, to make it safe, I just, I don't know. I was yeah. like, that's going to be a challenge and an expensive one too. Yeah. But more power I to have, you. I, have, I mean, more power to them, obviously, because one, I can't imagine Megan. I just see like things on social media. Like I get like maybe two, you know, hateful comments and I'm like, oh, I'm the worst. Like this is an entire, oh, yeah. you know, They're tabloids. And I think people, the British press, as bad her. as the U.S. press is, I think the British press oh, no. is so much Ab- worse. It's so much worse. Absolutely. And of course, like you're, you're obviously like, well, racism plays, plays a huge well, role. Well, and like uh, they're tabloids. Like I feel like if, if something ends up in, you know star or you know no one reads yeah, like people no are like reads. oh that's complete trash and no one like yes. pays attention but like their tablets are taken seriously like yeah. as a legitimate news a organization legitimate news and i'm like are you guys yeah. for real i was like are you serious right for now as, for as much for as much as we are in a lot of ways absurd and back right. in america that is the one thing at least our tabloids aren't taken seriously i know it's like at least we can have well at least they're not taken seriously by us well, that's true. But yeah, I mean, but, this yeah, is no. like, I, I was saying it was, I, I was starting Gosh. to feel <laughs> when the queen released her statement that, um, you know, these are complicated issues that we're going to have to discuss further, which is translation, mm. uh, I'm pissed and no way. And you crossed a line. Uh, it was, I was like, this is starting to feel like the British version of marriage story. And Harry and, and and Harry and Megan are the are the part where uh, um, Scarlett Johansson yells, "I can't believe I have to know you forever!" And then the Queen is like, "You're insane, and you're winning." Like it just felt very, <laughs> <laughs> but only British, so they don't really yell at only each other. <laughs> and they yell at it in accent. So if you thought 2020 was going to be quiet, mm, no, no. 2020 is not going to be And you're like, why are you worrying about the Royals? I'm not worried about the Royals. I don't ever worry about the Royals. I just enjoy talking about the Royals. When, like, we're killing Iranian terrorists. Listen, it's a nice distraction. And Australia's on fire. It's like, because it's a distraction for all the crazy Mm -hmm. shit that's going on. Yeah, no, you you read the stuff and you you deal with the stuff and you, you enjoy and immerse yourself right. in this kind of stuff because you're like, well, at least for a moment, I've forgotten about what's happening right. around me that I do need I'm to. I'm going to complain seriously. about Golden Globe speeches. That's more fun. I mean, <laughs> we could we could do that. we could do a whole other podcast on Golden Globe oh speeches. My gosh. Can we please <sighs> just do an entire episode? of just golden Globe i didn't even watch like did you that. watch this year well i i don't have cable anymore <gasps> so i did not i someone asked me if i watched the golden globes and i said i watched twitter watch the golden globes you know, that's is kind that, of like how i feel like thing? i watch a lot of things now is like twitter I watched i watched twitter watch it isn't that like that's how i watched the bachelorette i or the bachelor or any of that oh i haven't seen that I yet i haven't watched it but i watched twitter watch it which i feel like is way more enjoyable i feel like hannah's back it. in the game that's, that's from what, what I'm I hearing. Heard. But, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know how I feel Wait, about that. Wait, who's back in the game? So Hannah, the Bachelorette from yeah. last year, 
So the current bachelor is Peter, the airplane guy, the pilot yeah. that she had sex with, um, like the eight times in the windmill times or whatever. Yeah. So she came, <laughs> Hannah came back, I think to host a group date or something. And then like had a little chat with Peter and he like invites her to stay at the house and be one of the contestants. Cause like there's still feel- you can't do that. I was like, cause there's still feelings. There's all no! the feelings. This is bad. This is no bueno. What are they like, doing? I don't know. It's like, okay. Oh so like now Peter and God, Hannah might be a thing again. I feel like she just keeps going through all her runner ups. No. Like girl, you passed on them. It's no. over. Oh my God! No. Okay. If I was like the females in his house, I would be so peeved if he invited the chick that basically threw you over to come compete. I was like, no. Apparently, the sex was amazing. So. Oh my God! That's what keeps everybody. But like, okay, if they were still interested in each other. It's not like they like they had time to reach out to one another. Oh my God! So messy. But then she was trying to get together with Jared. Oh my God! Like I don't know. I just feel like they both need to not be on reality shows and like date non-reality show people. Sigh. Or oh, go man. on Bachelor in Paradise for my entertainment. I mean, That's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still have to watch the episode. Is the second one? Did the second one air yet? Second one. Oh, Bachelor? Bachelor. Because I think that they put more. I can't imagine Hannah. Hannah doesn't stay at the house because she does Dancing with the Stars. So that's more lucrative. But yeah, there's it's like totally like, hey, oh hey, baby, boy. I still have all the hard eyes for you. <sighs> uh, episode two is on January 13th. Okay. Ugh. You're welcome. So Callie's not in favor. Peter opinions. Hannah Coupley. I mean, come I have zero on. Zero opinions about anything Bachelor or Bachelorette related. Me too. My mom and I'm like, whatever. Used to watch it. My mom and sister used to watch it, and they'd be like, "Don't you want to come and watch it with us?" And I was like, "I prefer to kill my brain cells other ways." I watched, I watched Tristan and Ryan. Guys. I watched Tristan and Ryan, and then I watched the air. Uh, is it the Aaron? Ooh. Who's the one from? I watched this last remember. one with Hannah. I watched Hannah, and that was like a train wreck. <laughs> But like Go fun, more. it was like one of the more entertaining. Because oh I watched the watch, season before. Be train wreck. It That's was Becca. Nuts. I watched Becca. Luke, oh. Luke P, man. Just because I felt so bad because she got over it. Because she got dumped by Ari on national television. It like lasted for like two hours. It was horrible. Ugh. So I watched her season, but then I went and then I watched Hannah's season. It was crazy. And the Luke aspects of it were man. insane. He was such a psycho. He was crazy. He was <laughs> straight sociopath. Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. See, that's the thing. This is why dating's so hard for women. Because <laughs> yes, like it is. Listen, it's like okay. Dudes Oh, that chick's crazy. No, we're worried we're gonna you're gonna murder us in our sleep, you sociopath Seriously, narcissistic nar- nutcases. Seriously. That's what we're like, oh what what do you look nonsense. for? On Talk my list any, of needs, I don't uh, want him yeah. to ki- I'm not kidding you. My sister, she went on <laughs> we actually just told her boyfriend this because he's been her boyfriend for like three years, but the first time she went out with him, they met online. And she literally texted us, will you stay up tonight and make sure that I am not murdered in a ditch? Like, make sure mm-hmm. I get home. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So we did. And she came, she got home. She's like, he's not a serial killer that I know of. 
yet (laughs) see every time like if i if i like date or do anything like that or my friends do they always go okay i'm sharing my location with you and my friend morbidly the one night was like yeah i'm sharing this with you in case you ever need to find my body but seriously though but but it's not it's so bad that it's not a joke it's not a joke it's it's a morbid dark thing to say but we also know the kind of watch a couple dateline episodes i'd be like drop pitting everywhere no it's like we drop our locations even when i I was coming back from something downtown and my friends and I split because she needed to get a separate Uber and she's like, okay, I'm sending you all my location. Just, uh, I'll let you know. And, and girls do the thing where mm-hmm. we go, I'll let you know when I get home safely mm-hmm. or let me know when you get home is like, I was like, I talked to guys. I'm like, do you guys ever do that with each other? <laughs> They're like, no. no. Like, yep. It's because we're afraid we're going to get murdered. We're going to get murdered. I mean, seriously, she tells him no, and I thought he was going to strangle her throat right there in front of the cameras. I'm like, this guy's unhinged. (sighs) So anyways, yeah, so Peter the pilot might still have the hots for Hannah. Maybe they get back together. After she said, after Jed broke her heart and after Jared was like, no bueno. Toss some gasoline on it, light it on fire, (laughs) and let it die. Holy (laughs) shit. Is anyone watching? Speaking of uh, apology for sociopathic killers, uh, uh, is anyone watching? Wow, what you? Is anyone watching season two of you yet? Yes. Okay. No. Oh my god, it was so good. Oh, Chad, you gotta watch you. <laughs> so here's the deal. Okay, I wanted. I'm gonna tell you a very quick uh, story. So I went to uh, my sister is the kind of sister whom I love dearly and watches like the same Netflix shows over and over again she's the one who's like you have to watch Grey's Anatomy so I binge watched Grey's Anatomy and she's like you have to watch Gossip Girl so I've started watching Gossip Girl talk about a fun way to kill my brain cells it's just it's enjoyable and listen if you're gonna watch that shit you're gonna watch Vampire Diaries for me no (laughs) run away run away run away um oh who's that calling me I gotta go run away my microphone cutting out yeah, I uh, what? I, i'm losing you um, should have told, no told me tell me jen <laughs> i know but let me so i told i told my sister i started watching that so i started watching it and then i i was hanging out with a friend this past week uh before we went to go see cats which was an abomination why did you we, see cats because we ha- so my friend was like we have to see it to properly critique it and then for the like oh leading up she said from the week leading up to it she's like why did we do this i was like you made you me do did this. it yeah so we went to brunch beforehand so at least we had some mimosas in us oh, before we, we i would have needed the mimosas it was, in the theater it was it was yeah. so it was so bad but we i was over at her house beforehand and she's like oh we have some time to kill before the movie and she's like i'm gonna show you the first episode of you and i was like okay so it was the first episode of the first season and she's like what do you think is it creepy i was like yeah it's it's creepy in the way that you're like i feel like this is too close to real life yeah um that's what makes it so good that's what makes it really good and then she's like and then she's like are you gonna watch the rest of it i was like i think i'm gonna finish gossip girl first because i've seen hilarious memes on the internet about how basically dan on gossip girl and the character who uh what's his name plays pen plays yeah, in you. It's basically like what would happen if Dan was taken too far. Pretty much. Um, it really so, is. So I feel like I will end up watching it. My sister just finished it and she's like, you need to watch it. And I was like, I feel you like do. I'll finish it once I finish Gossip Girl because yeah. I don't know that you I need can to watch see the interview. both of those roles at the same time. But You need to see, you know when, when actors interview actors? So Penn Badgley yeah. did oh one. Oh my God, that was so was good. Was it with uh, Gina? Was yes. it Gina Rodriguez? Yes. Any yes. corrects her? 
she keeps yes. saying passive girls. Gina Rodriguez, and he's like, man, the way he you. corrects her is so fantastic. It's so <laughs> fantastic. I I also like I man, Gina Rodriguez. Uh, you holes for yourself him. all over the place. Oh, she's but, a mess. Oh, she's a, she's a mess. Um, but no, I have not watched it. But I will end up watching. It's it actually probably really, after everyone has finished it. It's because really that's just funny. The way my life. Goes. Season two is really funny. Season two. It's like, you're like, where can they go after yeah. season one? Like, yeah. there's nowhere for his character to go. He's Kylo Ren. He's, he's unbelievable. Like, he just <laughs> has to die at that's, some point. That's, that's, what my, that's what my friend Amber said while we were watching it. Because she, she's watched it. And she's on season two. And she's, it's just like the hard and good thing about the show is that it's really, really good at doing the whole he's not completely bad and then you feel weird because you're like yes. I'm rooting for him to yes. not get caught really, and really, he's about really to get caught you're like oh no and you're like wait so I want him to get caught and it it's a good way of showing that like yourself. well and it's a good way of showing that whole you know like people the the villains aren't this like creepy looking ugly guys right, sometimes really the villains looking, are the really yeah. attractive right. seemingly nice mm-hmm. people and and they're not always all who's super manipulative who finds out yeah, everything about bro, you so he can be who like, you want him to be he was you know in the first episode she was you know one of the things she pointed out too which i also picked up on is like in the first episode of the first season he's being very kind to the neighbor's you know son and she's like see it seems like this where you go okay light people aren't black and white right. he's a terrible person but he also has compassion for this kid so you feel really conflicted about do I like that? Is it possible for you to be like still a terrible person and I really creepy feel, and have compassion? I like, feel like season two, you're like, there were times I was like wanting them to get away with something. I'm like, oh, hurry, you're going to get caught. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, you should want him to no, get caught. Every time no. he says, and I, the way Pim Badgley says it, it's like, no. That's not me anymore. I mean, Nick and I are rolling in tears because that is exactly who he is. But he tried. Like, no, he really I'm tried so I'm hard. I'm different. And we're like, no, you're not at all. He did try really hard in season oh, two. Man. Not to like go down the killing well, yeah, path again. But like, you're like, he oh. was like, I'm not going to do this. He's I'm like going to walk away. Listen, and he's, then he's he white did. knuckling his his sanity is basically what he's trying well, to do. And then he's fed LSD. And I was like, oh, that's the worst possible thing you could do yeah, is take a serial killer and give them LSD. <laughs> Four hits of LSD. Oh, oh no, my God. No, this is not no. going to be pretty. Yeah. And like they're introducing all this background story on him like we're i think we're in like episode six or seven I can't oh you're remember. not even done yet oh have you gotten to the lsd yet because that was my favorite episode no i don't think i have oh my god i'd remember it right i would remember it <laughs> you would remember it no it's like oh my god it's so good i sometimes we're laughing so hard we're like and then you're really disturbed at yourself that you're laughing oh, yep. at this complete yep. sociopath yep you're like okay well oh, that's god. scary well, I cannot wait to see what you think when you get to the end because there is some twists coming for you. It's kind of like watching the Americans. It's like Elizabeth and uh, what's his name? Her husband. Carrie, the Hello. Americans. They were Russian spies. And all you wanted the entire time was for them to get away with it. Like you were actively rooting against the FBI, like figuring it out. You're like it's so maybe my country when, like, allegiance isn't so clear cut. <laughs> like it's so interesting when main characters are anti-heroes or villains. Yes, you are. You do have that reaction. Yeah. Also, just a testament to how much 
stuff there is on social media but I was like if you haven't been spoiled by you but also I'm like wow there's just been a flood of new like new tv shows and new episodes no I think people have been pretty good I haven't I've seen a couple things I've seen a couple articles but it has enough warning that I can be like like, "Ah, avert my eyes I feel like I feel like I used to have to like even just five years ago completely avoid the internet right to not get spoiled for things but now there's so much distracted in in two days later people are distracted and talking about exactly yes it lasts for like a day and then the next thing then everyone's on to the next thing I don't have yeah it's it's insane there's too many I think I was uh gosh I retweeted a uh, tweet today because it's the tel- uh, the TCAs or whatever mm-hmm. or oh god uh, with all I the cra- that's yeah exactly the um, <laughs> word they so this this tweet re- listen to this the estimated count for U.S. adult scripted series five hundred thirty two drama comedy and limited series that's not even including uh, reality Holy shows five hundred thirty two and it's only supposed to increase. The yes. total is likely to increase this year. Wow. That is why. Like, it's insane. When you're talking about peak TV and all this stuff to watch, I was like, it can't possibly get more than that. But, and like, then, everybody's coming out with their own streaming channel. I mean, there's more of Yeah, more. I mean, there's, like, the, I'm so, I'm so mad because, like, I am such a fan. Uh, well, I, I caught up on Psych. I didn't get a chance to watch it while it was airing. But, like, I loved Psych and I loved the movie. And now when they were talking about, yay, Psych the Movie 2 is coming out. And they're like, it's going to debut on NBC's streaming service. So it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? It's not going to be on USA. I have to get a streaming service to then watch this one movie. Oh, yeah. That's classic. Yeah. NBC's uh, Peacock streaming service apparently is going to be a thing now. It's like, really? Can you, can we just slow down with the streaming service? How about we all put everything on one streaming service? At some point, Disney is just going to take all of us over. So yeah. just just give in now. Disney will rule the world someday. <laughs> I mean, I am a little like, how there are they? There was a Twitter thread about it. The one I, I was that cracking. Did you see that? I was oh my dying. God. It was it like was 11 hysterical. at night and I'm cackling reading like it's I mean, the year 2020. And it Disney. sounds realistic, too. <laughs> It does. It does. Well, I am kind of marveling at their ability to avoid monopoly laws. Because it's getting random. It's like the more places they're buying up, I was like, mm. it's getting kind of close to that. <laughs> Did you? I, I have to share it with you if you guys haven't seen it, but a coworker shared it with me of an infographic of all of the things that Disney either owns or has oh my a, gosh, I bet like an arm in. Photo bucket, apparently. That's one of them. What? Yeah. No, you read through it and you're like, Disney has some sort of arm in this. And you're like, yep, that's it. Uh, yeah. My parents so bought Disney, my daughter like Disney stock for Christmas. Did they seriously? Yeah. A share. Just a share. I mean, they're teaching her about finances. So she was like, do I sell it right now? We're like, <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> it's like, no, oh. she's all excited about the stock market. She checks her stock price every day. It's hilariously cute. Like, is, you're not. It, I feel like it, your daughter is more of an adult than I am. Um. <laughs> She can be more an adult, more than an adult than I am, which is hilarious, <laughs> particularly when we shop together. Can, can Lauren teach me about stocks? Uh, she probably can. They gave her like okay. this little book on finances. And so she came in while I was working and she's like, mommy, That's let's amazing. talk finances. What's, what's my net worth? <laughs> and she was like adding things up. And then I had to explain to her everything that me and her father pay for. And her eyes got wider and wider. <laughs> 
she's like, oh my God, how will I ever, ever be able to afford to do that? I'm like, well, first of all, you're 12. So (laughs) we're not kicking you out of the house yet. We will someday, but not yet. Um, All right. Was there any other exciting Arrow news? I don't know if there was. It's been so quiet. I haven't noticed. Katie Cassidy's getting a divorce. That was oh yeah, that's the only thing. What seriously? Yes, they're married exactly a year. So like Kim Kardashian level? Yeah. Like like I am just getting so over Hollywood marriages. Just why do they even bother? Well, here's my thing. See, I have couples. I have my couples that I'm like, if you ever divorce, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yes. That's pretty much the last. (laughs) Well, that's it. That's my last one. You you know my love for Joel McHale. Joel McHale and his wife. He's married. He's been married for 25 years to Sarah. They got, they knew each other before they were. Better not mess it up, Joel. Nope. But yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks. Who else? Who else? I feel like Dax and Kristen. Yeah, but they make me nervous. Like, I don't want to like get too excited about them. Yeah. Because like, I feel like they could be a couple that's just going to like peace out on me. It was uh, Jamie, for Jamie, it was Amy Poehler and, uh, oh my gosh, wow, why am I blanking? Will Arnett, like, when they divorced, it was like, ooh. Oh, who was I very sad about? I was sad about the uh, Channing Tatum and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I was also really sad about, uh, oh, what's his name? One of the Chris's. Oh, Yeah. One of, like the one of the Chris's. The one, Wait, the one, the only oh, one Chris who has oh, Chris Pratt. Chris like, Pratt, because I liked his. Oh. I cannot, I'm not having. I'm having see, a lot of trouble remembering why. See, here's names. the. I was thinking about this driving one day. I was like, <laughs> man, I'm so glad I'm not a celebrity because, like, could you imagine just having like? I already do this with my friends in real life. Did you know that this person's dating again, and it's only been so and so months? But like, could you imagine having that all broadcast to on millions national, of people who care yeah. about it? Yeah. It's weird. I it is it, weird. celebrity is weird. I would yeah. not chase after it. Mm-mm. A little privacy is well worth. Like I like going out and not putting any makeup on or flying right. and wearing frumpy clothes. And I can't imagine like my life where someone cared. Or what like I you was need wearing. security with you everywhere you go and can't go yeah. to the grocery store. Like that's weird. Yeah, exactly. Wait. So wait. Was Taylor Swift good in Cats? Um, Taylor's, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to talk We're grading it on a relative like, cat scale, so everything okay. is awful, but she was she the was, least awful thing was, about it. Jennifer Hudson was the least awful thing about okay. it, for sure. Okay. Because, I heard that Taylor's breasts were distracting. I mean, what was distracting to me was that the cats were wearing, she was wearing high heels. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's I know the the cats were wearing shoes and some they still had human hands which I heard was like must have been our theater did not get the updated version because they all had human fingers and toes and That's it was very distracting really and gross all. it was very uncomfortable to watch and I literally was like am I am I in a fever dream did like, they run out this... of CGI or something like why not just finish the fingers no and the toes I have no idea what happened so they like cat but... humans. Yeah, it was okay. weird. Cat humans, and we weren't sure, like scale wise, like where, like in one scene, one of the cats is wearing a human ring, but it like fits it like a bracelet. So I want you to think about the proportions of that for a minute, mm. and tell 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 mm. yourself that you don't want to go mm. <laughs> jump. So like, wait, her boobs were so huge, or they weren't big enough? Well, the, well I heard that some just... cats had boobs and some didn't, and Taylor having boobs was somehow like. 
a very obvious prominent part of her i don't know i think because she was like maybe a light because like her lighter she's like a i don't remember like a lighter color so mm-hmm. maybe it was more i don't I'm i think Googling. i've tried to block everything out of my <laughs> it sounds like you needed to drop something after i left the theater my friend and i were like and now we will forget that this ever happened and she's like stop talking about it um but she she hers was i will say hers was more fun for me because it was like the she sang the cavity so it's more of like the the villainy song okay so she she was doing more of her like a like a sultry kind of cat which i feel like taylor leans more into that kind of thing other than you know yeah i don't think she would have done the whole emotional right stuff not that she couldn't do it but it's just more fun for her to do it's more performancey what she's used to yeah um but yeah i mean jennifer hudson jennifer hudson's voice i think that jennifer hudson was like i know what movie i'm in right now but don't you worry I'm going to pretend that I don't know what movie I'm in right now and just sing like I'm on stage. This is seriously a paycheck movie for all of them. Like, Dame Judi Dench. I mean. Seriously, I just want to know, like, are you guys struggling? Can I help you? Right? Rebel, like, do you need money? Maybe they made uh, some bad investments. I want to talk to Dame Judi Dench. Like, Idris Elba, too? Right, Idris, man. I've heard about cockroaches with human faces. Yeah, cockroaches and and mice with human faces. It was, um... It was a thing that happened. I think that that's how I would describe cats. Cat, that should disturbing. be the that should be the tagline. Cats. It's a thing that happened, and lost money. Oh my <laughs> for god! For good reason. Yikes. Uh, yeah. So so. Did I would you not know recommend. they were apparently worried? Because it, it came out the same day as Rise of Skywalker. They were worried that it would overshadow Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> And before it even came out, before it even came out, my husband told me about this and was like, can you believe they're worried about this? Oh and I'm like, I can't believe it. I thought they were releasing it at the same time as Star Wars because they wanted, like, they were purposely trying to make the movie tank. Like, they knew it was awful. Oh, I well, I thought know, that maybe. they were just doing it because it's like, hey, f- Christmas season, right. like, go see a movie That's together. True, but, like, no, they were li- literally submitting that like, thing for Oscar consideration. Yeah, well, and, like, like goals. What? <laughs> The globes. They had to did withdraw. They do perform- did they? Did they do performance based for Oscar consideration, or just like the new song? Because the song was a globe. The new song that Taylor wrote, "The Beautiful Ghosts," was a globe contender this okay. year for best original song. Um, I feel like was, we don't have a, a shallow song. this year. No, that's what I, I saw. Chelsea tweeted that. Oh, did I she? Like, I agree. Yeah, no, Chelsea said that, and that's it's so true because there's not really a a big one no i i went to go see cats it was the it was the first i saw a lot of movies toward the end of 2019 more than i usually see because it was rise of skywalker and i saw frozen 2 and i saw knives out which oh so knives out was go see knives out people if you haven't seen it if it's still in theaters go see it because it is a fun ride and i saw little women but if you if you're gonna go see something that i definitely know i am gonna probably take lauren to little women at some point it is beautiful it is absolutely so i hear that they make you bigger fans of Lori and amy it is so what did i i saw a tweet basically that was did you guys ever watch the lizzie bennett diaries when it was yes uh, i did okay Mm -hmm. so lizzie bennett diaries they were basically saying like what lydia's journey in liddy or uh, what lydia's journey in lizzie bennett diaries did for pride and prejudice is essentially what little women uh greta's version does for Hmm. amy's character oh so it gives you it gives it gives you an interesting parallel look and and 
it goes back and forth in time, which I think helps character growth and yeah. progression. And so you're not stuck with kind of like whiny. Yes, Amy no. For half you get you get to see you get to see a lot, and and you get to see uh, a lot of dynamics in the relationships between the sisters because it goes back and forth between past and present. That's cool. But it is it's it's just also beautiful uh, and so well done, and so. So yeah, we went to that was our last movie with my friend who I also went to go see Cats with, and then we were like, well, so we went to go see Little Women, and then Cats. There's a lot of highs in there and a lot of lows. There's a, the highs are really high, and the lows are certainly very low. Oh God, we rented uh, Hobbs and Shaw on New oh. Year's Eve. Oh, oh it was so oh. bad. Oh. Nobody told me how bad it was gonna be. It was real. I, it's been a long time since I've seen a movie that bad. And I'm like, hey, how about we just don't do Fast and Furious spinoffs that don't have Vin Diesel in them? How about we do well, that? I, I, I'm going to share a, a guilty, shameful secret with you guys. It can't right be now. any more guilty and shameful than my Raylo love, so go for no, no. it. Okay. What year did the first Fast and Furious come out? Ooh, I was in, I think it was the year 2000. That tracks because I, I was in high school. I, I have this memory of us in our our old apartment when Harry was a baby, and that was around that time. I'm googling okay. it right now. We yep, 2001. Had, we had rented it or something, and we're watching it, and we got like half three quarters way through, and we turned it off <gasps> because we were like, "This is so." bad but it's i can't this movie (laughs) there's no we've seen bad movies that were still fun to watch but it was like this was just Mm. so bad we were like we never stop movies kyle and i we watch movies all the time like that's our thing how is this your secret this was like one that we could not finish and i remember thinking that's one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life I, I, it was unbearable to watch it as long as we did, and I couldn't wait to turn it off. And then they started making sequels and more and more. And I was like, how are people going to see this thing? Because it the sequels be are better. Good. No, literally Fast and Furious. My husband makes it fun of me all the time because it's so random that I love these movies because I know nothing about cars. It's literally I just like seeing them blow stuff up. But it's like I love blowing stuff up, too. I'm a... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Michael Bay movie fan, but it was like this one. I just, I could not take, I couldn't even, I can't even tell you because it was so long ago. They bank on your investment in the family. Plus it, listen, you are underestimating the power of Paul Walker. I did not like Paul You do not know the depths of my love for that man. I did not, I did not like Paul Walker. It still makes me. I thought he was stupid. I I thought he couldn't act. Oh, I was just like. Do not speak ill of the dead. This is is my (laughs) shameful secret. Like I. Shame on you. There was nothing about it I liked. Now we got to the shameful part. There was nothing about it I liked. It was all. Nothing to like. Paul Walker's face is in it. That's all there is to need to like. That's it. It was They checked off the light. Is is his face in it? Yes. Making movies. It's like that's that's my I think they're gonna put his face in the next one. I think they're looking for some body double and they're gonna have like it's I actually think it's getting kind of morbid. Can we stop doing well, that? Of like, yeah. Can we, can we like, can like I, I understand why they did it. The year where they stopped doing can that. We, like, <laughs> I understand why they did it in, I think it was seven was the one he died in. And like they were, they were finishing filming that. So like they needed to like have a body double 
and his brothers very sweetly because he his brothers look a lot like him um stepped in and then i get why they did it for carrie fisher but like i feel like those were two very specific instances where it was appropriate and this con like did you guys hear about the james dean that they were gonna like bring james dean back and like how yeah, homo james did. dean yeah. using his face I'm yeah, like no, no we're not doing that we're not doing that and then there's more discussion i think for fast and furious no. nine that they're gonna have paul walker in it and i'm like mm. but he's no longer yeah, with us no. and we all have to accept that like i don't understand why they just haven't killed off brian like just pull the ripcord man it's fine it's really strange how they're handling it it's really strange or they left it they left him with a very happy ending at the end they just can like leave it at that so i was like yeah bringing him back for nine i mean i guess his family signed off on it but I'm like, eh, feels icky to me. But yes, all there is to like about Fast and Furious is Paul Walker's face. So <laughs> I'll forgive you, okay. Kelly. I'll forgive you. Worst uh, movie ever. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw does not have Paul Walker's <laughs> face in it. So it was really, really bad. Okay. I'm just looking at our watch over thing. I don't think anybody has sent us anything. Nobody likes us anymore. Well, I've been so bad. I have, like, it's so me to leave. How, what did we have? We had a month. I still haven't written my reviews for seven. <laughs> or I still haven't written them for seven in my first half of the, <laughs> of the crossover. I was busy. You were making me watch Laws. I didn't have time. Making you? That's a delight <laughs> and a pleasure. It was. It was highly enjoyable. There were several hours where yet. I should have been writing reviews that I was watching Lost, but it was worth it because Lost is and awesome. And you're not done yet. I know. I know. I'm like, this is so me to write myself into a corner where I have to. But it's like, it's the crossover that's coming. You don't actually coming... have but, like, to write But like, it's the crossover that's coming this, back. Right? And does anybody care? Does anybody <laughs> no. care about no. the crossover? Nobody no. cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. We're all just living. I don't care. This is literally, it's just. I don't care. I don't watch any of these shows anymore. It's just survival. That's all we're in. We're no. in survival until Emily Bet Ricards comes back. That's literally all that's, all that's you left. You don't need to write anything. I'm gonna, though. <laughs> it's a sickness. I'm gonna. But I feel like maybe it'll be shorter. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody ever believe me when I say that? That it, it'll be because shorter. I feel like you. I've heard it before. <laughs> It's true. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> I don't write short. You're you. like, mm, you said that, and then you it's 25 pages. Like, well, in my brain, that's short. Yeah, sure. You should define shortness. All right. So, Jen, you have your own podcast with community, don't you? I do. I do. It, I just started it. It is called the Community Rewatch Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all all the places the hip kids get their podcasts these the days. Hip kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where y'all get podcasts. Do you do but... it, Chelsea? <laughs> uh, I am doing it with a bunch of different people. So, kind of the goal is to hear from different people each episode. We'll have some people that I bring back on, obviously. 
like Chels and Jamie and, and friends, uh, I just recorded an episode with uh, my good friend Deb. Uh, Deb does the Flash reviews at Just About Aww. Right. Uh, and Deb's so, awesome. like a lot of Yeah, a lot of people that we I met through the community fandom um, because community ran on NBC and then Yahoo screen and they just celebrated 10 years since it had premiered. And wow, so crazy. I decided to... Yeah, it's insane, and there's so much that happened in 10 years and so many friendships that I made through through community, and uh, through community started just about right, so it's kind of like full circle journey for me, and podcasting like a fun way to talk about all of the stuff that I still have feelings about, mm-hmm. uh, even 10 years later, because I have a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts, so uh, yeah, you can check it out on any of those platforms. I'm, we're also on Twitter, it's the at C-O-M-M rewatch pod, uh, yeah, and I'm I've been really excited too because there's other community rewatch podcasts that are out there, and I've gotten a chance to kind of meet some people and partner with them, and might be doing some fun projects and oh interviews in the future with some some of the writers and behind the scenes uh, on the show. So, and of course, there's yeah. always just about right. There is always just about right. You can follow us, and it's uh, at just about right w r i t e, and there's an underscore at the end because someone stole just the ori- the, the normal one without. I know, and I feel like they, they never like post there. I think I've gone no, there a couple of times, and, I and I'm like, like, you know what? I feel give like up you the should URL. Just give it up. Yeah, give give up the Twitter it's handle. So unfair. It's so annoying. You know, you know that when like Twitters are or, you know Twitter handles are created or things, and you're like, how is this already taken? You've never posted. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's very rude. Anyway, yeah, you can check us out. We're just still doing some fun stuff. It's not as uh, not as much as we uh, have been doing, but hey, also plug if you uh, are interested in pop culture and TV and want to write for us. Yes, go write for you. Jen because she go doesn't get mad at you when you are a year late on your review <laughs> and like two months late <laughs> on your interview that she sent you. You're not two months late. I, I think I only sent you that like really? December, right? Yeah. I think it was just it was, December. I have only two questions left. I gotta finish that yeah. up this weekend. You're good. You have well, to text because... me. Will you remind me? I will text, text you. Text me like you. right worry. out the last two questions. Just text okay. me. Because thanks, Mama. I will do that. Jen's yeah. Mama Duck. I call her Mama Duck because <laughs> we, Which is hilarious. We, I know. She calls me Mama, but I call her Mama Duck because we were when we were at SDCC the first time. <laughs> We had no idea what we were doing. And so Jen had been there before. So we would just follow her around like in this little line. We were like little baby ducklings. Which is hilarious because if you've ever met me in person, you know I'm 5'4". She's very little. She's this very little mama duck. In a a convention hall the size of if you've ever been to Comic-Con or if you haven't can imagine that. It's like, hey, I turn around. I'm like, okay, ducklings. Yes. Like, where are we going? We're scared. So yeah. But yes, you're you're my mama. You're my mama Jen. My mama duck. Alrighty. Oh, Callie. Yeah. Uh, she found we found you're watching this right now. Spinning out is another oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Oh. On Netflix. On Netflix. It's about figure skating. So it's basically if you know oh, anything about virtue or was it virtue oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Moyer? Is that how you yeah. say their names? Yeah. It's like oh, them. So. It's like what we all think happened. Oh. Only you throw in a little bipolar disorder. Yeah. Okay. But other Basically. than that, it's pretty much the, like what it's everybody's really fan good. fiction it's of what everyone, what assumes, everyone assumed happened. happened. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That's fair. And like they are super blatant about ripping them off. Like like she's literally in the same costumes as Tessa. You're like, wow. We're about to breach two hours, ladies. <gasps> we got to stop. Ooh. No, this is the dark zone. <laughs> We're in the dark zone. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jen, oh, for thank coming you. on. Yes, thank we'll you. have you back very oh soon because you're wonderful. Yes. This is so much fun. Thank you, guys. Yes, I we'll love have you. Back. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.